Hey, welcome to episode 61 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV, with me, Clark, and my co-host, Ollie, uh, discussing the hot topics from the last few weeks. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We also exist on all kinds of other random podcast platforms, which I have no idea, but they're, they're out there. And if you want to send us your questions, comments, or whatever, you can do so via the Google form, which will be linked in the podcast information blurb below. Well, I say below. This is a voice. Oh, I've messed it up. It's, I've ruined it. Hi, Ollie. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Clark. Got so, got so far into it with that messing up and then messing up on the last line. Oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine, man. At least people know we're not pre-recording stuff. So. Yes, it's not pre-recorded. Yeah. This is this is it's live advertising. Live post recording, post. but then posted and edited later. But so myself it. and Ollie are both suffering from hay fever yeah. this week, uh, which is fun for me because I've never had it before. So this it's, is a whole new experience. Oh god, I, I would like to say welcome to the club, but more like I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry you're here. But... More like welcome to the Karma Hotel. If you yeah. know, did you know that song, Karma Hotel? It rings a bell. But you know, Hotel California. It's yeah. all about hell. Effectively, yeah. it's about staying in hell. There's a there's a, a version of it that was made about 15 years ago called Hotel Karma Hotel. Oh, it's really cool. But it's it's basically a, a description of a hotel that's like the entryway into hell. Oh god, which is kind of cool. But yeah. yeah, this we're off topic already. I mean, that's um, not right. But yeah. Like... <laughs> but this week we're going to be talking about what, what we've been playing and watching, as we always do. Uh, the Summer Games Fest and the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, including the Devolver Digital show, which was fucking amazing. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Game Pass, because what, what kind of podcast would we be if we didn't mention the Hallowed Game Pass and... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which came out this week. Of course. Uh, we're going to talk about Overwatch 2, and then we're going to have a little chat about The Boys Season 3, Ms. Marvel, Fire Island, and Pride. Yes. Ollie, what have you been playing or watching? Right, so there's actually been quite a few things. On the watching front, uh, yesterday I went to see the new Top Gun. And Ooh. Then the day before that, I saw the first Top Gun for like what seems to be, because I don't remember the film. So it's like, like thirty years old, isn't it? Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. watched. So, so in order to prepare ourselves for watching Top Gun yesterday, we got together. Like me and my friends got together, and we watched the original Top Gun again. And, okay. Oh my god. Well, I mean, like I, they were great. They're really entertaining films. But ser- like, I didn't realize like Top Gun, the original one, is such a like example of the like the time. Is in like you, you tell it's like a. It's a late eighties movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's like, very it's like much a, a late eighties movie. Yeah. It's unforgivable. It's fact. like a cornerstone piece or like whatever. Or like it really shows like what was cool in that era of time. And like, oh man. I well, have... one thing that wasn't cool was being gay, because no one's gay in that movie. They're all straight. Oh no, no, no. That is the straightest very film I've ever straight. seen. Yes, yes. No, no, that is very straight. I Just can remember also... Tom Cruise isn't gay. Tom no, Cruise is not definitely gay. Not. He's very straight. I could not believe the amount of scenes which just had like <laughs> So gay erotica like, in them. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> like they say that that film was like homoerotic, but I think it was legit. It almost felt like yeah, like <laughs> I can understand why if people watch this, like this would be like their awakening of being like, and yep, I'm gay. Like I can yeah, understand that, right? Yeah, and that's uh, that's that's cool. That's totally fine. It's just funny. Nothing wrong with like, it, but it's, it's funny because yeah. the, the, the only people that aren't in on that joke are the people that made the film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, like the volleyball scene when the guy just oh, flexes in slow motion for no reason. It's like what? But the what? Like, no, we're here because we've got wives and girlfriends and stuff. It's like, yeah, sure, you all do. Yeah, right. yeah, of course, right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, g- genuinely, like, there were so many scenes where I was like, are they going to make out now, right? Like, they're going to kiss it, that, these two that's guys. That's the whole point of it, is yeah. like, like, there's so many points in the original Top Gun where you're like, 
are they a couple? Yeah, like, like they're, they're, they're just <laughs> oh, so, so close. And I was just like, oh my god. I, like, I would not be surprised if someone made... That must exist on YouTube, right? Like a parody edit where like they just edit a make-out scene at the end of every scene where they talk. Are, are, you, are you asking if there is a gay porn version of Top Gun? No, no, okay. I'm sure that exists. Oh, no, right? no, it but, exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, oh, there's a lot of them. But I just mean, <laughs> I just mean like, like an edit... Of Top Gun. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's yeah. like an AI edit, right? Where they just well, edit a makeout scene at the have end. You, of... have, have you seen Community? We've talked about this before, but I can't remember if you've seen all of Community. No, or I haven't seen all of it, unfortunately. So there's, there's a brilliant episode where they, um, Abed keeps suggesting that if you put this piece of music over anything, it can turn it into a set, like a love scene. Yeah. And he, he cuts away to like two people just like looking at each other and, and then plays the scene normally. And then he plays it again with this like... Um, it's like Sarah, whatever her face is. You, is you know, it take the, my breath away. It's something like that, but it, it's not a really well-known piece. It's just a piece that you know, you know, in um, like a lot of American movies, when a girl walks down the stairs for prom and it pays sixpence and the richer kiss me. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's the, that equivalent, but for like two people looking at each other and meeting eyes for the first time. Oh my and god. And he, he puts this track over like him and his mate, and and his mate's like, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very uncomfortable. Now. But it's yeah. great though, but that, that, that is top good. So, so but, tell like, me, because I haven't seen it yet, how was the new movie? Because I've only heard great things. It was really good. I think it's like okay. a good, fun film. Uh, by the end, like you can definitely tell there's a point where they go like, ah, now we're a 2022 action film. But right, like, okay. it's pretty true to like the original Top Gun, and the way that it plays off of the original Top Gun, I think is quite cool as well. Is it um, a remake or a sequel? It's a sequel. It's a straight-up right, sequel okay. to the film. Because right. it's also, if I remember rightly from the original one, they're they're all fighting a war against Unknownistan. Like, because yes. they never mention the enemy. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they continue. Don't worry, they continue that in this film as well. <laughs> so, like, the the enemy that. are not identified. There's nothing. I mean, I can understand why they did it in the 80s because of the Cold I, War. I know stuff, exactly right? why they did it. Yeah, it, exactly. It during right. the Cold War, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. But now they're doing it, and it still remains that. The only thing they it's... really reference is that, like, they're like, oh, uh, NATO have asked us to do this thing. That's all they say. That's the only, okay. like, allusions they say to, like, real-life things. Right, They don't okay. actually tell you who the enemy are. And, and they never... Re- and the other interesting thing here is that in the first film, they reference... The, so, I don't know how much you know about, like, planes and stuff like that, but they reference, like, oh, yeah, they're MiGs. Like, they're enemy MiG fighters, which are, like, okay. Russian planes, right? Which I am sure they were given out to Soviet states during the Cold War, right? So, like... Because they talk about, like, F-20... So, they talk about, like, f 14s or F-16s, and then like they talk about uh, MiGs. Whereas in this film, they talk about their planes, which are F-18s or whatever, and then they go like, and fifth generation enemy fighters. So they ah, never right. reference like that. Okay, they, they never so it does reference. sort of time lock it then. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes yeah. It. So speaking of planes, I could do a very quick call out to another popular podcast that I absolutely love. Yeah. And uh, if, if you're into like um, the progression of airline technology mm. and learning about plane crashes, which is actually quite fascinating, uh, there's a podcast by Rooster Teeth called The Black Box Down or Black yes. Box Down, not The Black Box Down. Have you, have you listened to it? I, I haven't listened to it, but I've heard you talk to me about it before. Oh, yeah, it's so really cool. interesting. So it's um, it's uh, it's it's headed by Gustavo Sarola and. Um, I think it's Chris Damaris is the other presenter. I might be wrong because it's been a while since I've listened to it. But they, they talk about a plane crash each each week and how it impacted the airline industry. Like So, for example, if you're talking in boats, the Titanic sinking led to thousands and thousands of um, ships from then onwards having lifeboats, like yeah. more than enough lifeboats. And they talk about, like, you know, we recovered the black box from this crash and, and as a result we made this technology. 
Like, and it's, sorry, I'm way off on one here, but it's, no, 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 it's, it's, it's like one of my favorite podcasts to listen it's to. It's a great one. And it, but it also helps that Gustavo's voice is so calming. Yeah. It's just such a great podcast. But I highly recommend to our, our listeners, if you're out there, give it a listen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but, Top Gun's um, good. Top, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think if you go in, again, like I went in with like quite low expectations, but like it was it was pretty good. I think, you know, again, like weird, mil- like weirdly, like almost recruitment military stuff I find a bit weird. But um, it was a good, it was an enjoyable film. I will say the second one, because obviously we have a lot more CG technology and stuff like that. The dog fights in it are so good. Like, as in, it's really, it, if you watch the first Top Gun again, you like the dog fights, like, you have no idea what's going on. Like, absolutely zero clue as to like what is happening. You just like, you just, you're just feeling the emotions of the pilots. And that's like kind of what's selling it to you. Right. Okay. Whereas in this one, I think it's like you can if you can very clearly see the maneuvers and see what is happening, and I think that's cool. And it makes the like the fighting feel a lot more. Um, you're like a lot more in it, right? Which I think okay, is cool. So, so talking good. Yeah, it made me. It made me. I had a weird moment, right, where there was a dog fight going, and it made me feel like, damn, I really didn't appreciate those like jet pilots I used to play with who played Battlefield. You know, like, when you have, you know when you used to play like like the Battlefield games, and there were like the people who flew the jets only and then you i was just kind of like a weird like infantry guy and i'd just see jets and i'd be like what you guys are useless all you do is like dogfight each other you don't really do anything to help the team or like you know i didn't really appreciate like jet pi- like the jet players but then watching this kind of way like oh man dogfighting is like really cool but also really <laughs> hard <laughs> i was like shit so that was that was a kind of weird cool moment and i had like a, a brief moment of being like maybe i should download war thunder and try war thunder <laughs> Well, the problem so, is that every time someone talks about someone talks about Top Gun, I download Ace Combat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's that game is just so good, dude. Uh, I played. I remember. I've only played one Ace Combat. I think it was Ace Combat Five, and I had it on Xbox 360. I don't know why I had the game. I think my dad maybe just had like like liked planes because like, my dad really like. Oh yeah, my dad really likes planes, and I think at one All point dads he just like planes. That's he just. Yeah, exactly right. Like, mm. and he just bought me Ace Combat Five. I don't know why he didn't know anything about the game. He just went like, "Oh, he saw like an F sixteen on the front of it." And he was like, "Okay, cool. I'll just buy this for my son." <laughs> so I played. I played it. That game was really fun, actually. I have weird, weirdly fond memories of that game. Although I remember the story getting in- incredibly like over the top and insane. But like, I think that's kind of common in Ace Combat. It gets like really cheesy and over the top. But it also showed me, like, when I watched the original Top Gun, like, how much stuff is inspired by Top Gun as well. I had this weird moment where I was like, wait, is Star Fox just, like, Top Gun? With animals. <laughs> With animals? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, like, and, like, Metal Gear Solid as well. I was like, Metal Gear Solid no, is just... No, no it's in, like, yeah, the, like, cool science stuff, right? And, like, yeah. all, and, like the kind of, like, bravado of the characters. I was yeah, like, I'll give you that. Okay, yeah, fair, I was like... Fair. You can see well, it's like so, inspired, right? Like, like well, Kojima watched Top Gun and was like, "Yo, oh, course, yo, America." He, <laughs> you know? he talks about Top Gun quite a lot as well. Yeah. Like he he mentions it as an inspiration. But I've recently been rewatching The Simpsons from season one, mm. and I've now realised for the first five or so seasons of The Simpsons how much modern media is referenced by those those episodes. Yeah, The Simpsons have influenced a shitload of stuff, and I didn't realise it. Like. Like and Star Wars as well. So Star Wars and The Simpsons just influence everything. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's so weird. And when you go back and look at it, you're like, oh, that's where that reference is from, and that's where that reference. Is. Holy crap! It's crazy. <laughs> there's, one ep- right? there's one episode where Homer goes back to college, 
Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember it. Um, he it's found out that he never actually graduated uh, uh, high school. Is that the one that has uh, all the flashbacks to him being no. in college? Okay. No, no, no. It's the one where he he goes back to college and he, he gets a group of nerds to help him pass his course. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. It's the, it's the one literally where he pulls his car up and, and a, a nerd walks past and he goes, no. <laughs> one of my like, most referenced <laughs> gifts ever. Yeah. But that episode alone has like 20 references in it to modern media. Oh my god. It's mental. But so, sorry, I've taken us way off track. No, no, no. It's no, not it's what fine. I've been playing or watching. It's what you've like, been playing yeah. or watching. Uh, so you've seen Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun Shut was like Top the, Gun the highlight. Okay. <laughs> Tell us what? About what? Shut up, Ollie. Shut up about Top Gun now. Okay. So <laughs> in terms of games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, in terms of games, um, uh, Neon White came out. Uh, Oof, you've been so, looking forward to that, haven't you? Yes. Oh my god, that game is so much fun, man. Oh, so it's lived up to the expectation. It's so good. Yeah, I've I've only oh. played like three hours of it so far. So it's on Sw- Switch and Steam. I am okay. playing it on Steam. Uh, I was very tempted to buy it on Switch as well, so I can play it as a travel game. I'm mm. also interested to see how because it's a first-person shooter which you're supposed to play like quickly, like kind of like a speedrunner. Um, yes, yeah, so I remember. I remember you telling me about it. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how it plays on Switch. But the reviews I've been reading are that it runs like 60 FPS, great on Switch, which is okay. fantastic to hear, um, cause given that it's a, a fast game. But in terms of controls, I think it uses gyro controls as well. And I looked in the settings, and it seems like it has like a lot of like good controller assist kind of things to make the game feel satisfying to play on a controller, which is great to hear. So um, on Steam with a mouse and keyboard plays amazing with uh, a controller sounds like it plays really well but i haven't played it myself i haven't tried it myself but i'd like to but anyway uh the game is exactly what i wanted it's a fucking 16 year old me's fever dream of a game so uh i might I, check it out though yeah if it's, it's getting high praise it's, it's yeah it's getting and the other thing is that like i've noticed on um a lot of news sites and stuff it's getting like a lot of high praise from people is, being, it, like, is it game pass no i don't think so it's an annapurna game so I don't think that it's on Games Pass. Doesn't mean anything because the last time I a game was on Game Game. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't think it's on Games Pass, but uh, I think it's like twenty bucks or something. Uh, so um, white dot rip. Yes, that's the website. I don't think it's on Xbox actually. No, so it's not on Xbox. It's on oh. Steam and Switch only, which is weird because I was like, that's why is this not weird. on? Why is this not on like modern consoles? That's probably because it's probably been designed as a mobile game. That that tends to happen. It goes to Switch and Steam only if it's if it was originally. <laughs> Agreed to be a mobile game and then became think, a full game. I don't think this would be a mobile game. I'm looking at it. It yeah. could. Nah, be, I, I would not. I would not play this on a mobile. I mean, Ben Esposito did make Donut County, so he also made a really popular song a couple of years ago. <sighs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, Never going to get old, by the way. <laughs> Which I've now learned as well. The 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 bad guy from Far Cry Six is also some uh, one one. The, Juan Carlo Esposito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't realise yeah. his last name was Esposito. Yeah. So I'm very happy about that. It's, uh, it's Gus from Breaking just, Bad. But, that's um, him, yeah. Yeah. So I would uh, 100% recommend Neon White to people. The soundtrack is even better than it was... Because like, I'd been listening to the demo soundtrack for a while. Uh, and I didn't okay. realise, but the songs that were in the demo soundtrack were unfinished versions of the full soundtrack. And now they have been like finished... And the soundtrack's on on Spotify now as well. And oh man, it's, it just fits the games. It fits the games like aesthetic so well. Um, that game is probably my game of the year, uh, just because of how personal, like how it speaks out to me very personally. We'll see where the story goes. 
it's alluding to something a little bit more deep because I'm only about three. There's like it seems to be like ten chapters, and I'm three chapters in. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll see where it goes. But uh, well, we've got a lot of games a year coming this year. Games yeah, of the yeah, year exactly. There's it, a lot coming. It is. It is incredibly cheesy in anime, and but it knows that it is, and I love that about it. So it's like it's like you know like, it it knows that it is like almost like parodying itself. I guess it feels very it self-aware. Sounds like an Ollie game. Yeah, it sounds like an Ollie game. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely a me game. Um, apart from that, just been playing the new TFT set that launched. I'm trying to get diamond, so I've been playing a lot of ranked in that. Uh, the new Guilty Gear season launched as well, so I've been starting to try, try that again. Um, which is a lot of fun. So I've gained, basically, I'm getting back into like my weird like competitive game grind a little bit, which is fun. Okay. Um, also been playing a lot of TF2. Like yeah, you said that TF2. last week, which I still I find we're yeah. in like a uncanny valley area now. Yeah, like uncanny it, valley. It's... Um, is it uncanny valley? Is that what I'm? Just, I don't know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Um, in a, in like a weird old. In fact. Back to the Future 2's 19, alternate 1985 is where we are now. Yeah. It's like it's like the world that shouldn't exist, but it does. Yeah. I've, I've been playing TF2. Is it like me and my friends, we've been playing on like these like private servers that you can host. Um, but then we started playing pubs as well. And it's been a lot of fun. Like just playing like normal TF2 again. And until you run into like this, is, you know, I guess this is like the opposite side of skill-based matchmaking, right? So you run into okay. a server, you know, back in, you know, back in the day when you didn't have matchmaking and you used to just join servers and... And it didn't really care what the skill level of people were, you know, some sort of thing. You just join. You just join and you just have fun, right? You can tell when, well, okay, yeah. So you can tell when someone is really good at the game. Like, as in, like, when you see that guy who is, like, pub stomping. Because I had that experience of being pub stomped. Like, we had a guy on the enemy team who clearly only played, as in, like, I think I looked at his Steam profile and he had, like, 10,000 hours in TF2 or something. And he still plays regularly. And he was just playing any class, and he didn't die. He just like he just dominated the enemies. He just dominated us. Spawn trapped us on his own as like a scout, and we were like, "What horrifying is it?" Yeah, I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Like it's just like, I mean, it's impressive, right? I'm like, "Damn, this is fucking sick!" Like this guy is so good. But then, but it's like, not fun. Yeah, other people I was playing with were not having a good time because of no, of course not. But yeah. I can do that with Symmetra in. Uh, yeah, in yeah, exactly. like, I can spawn camp with her and get to the point where people just can't get past me. Yeah, and it's infuriating. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, it, but I'm sure for him. I mean, I'm sure he's having a fucking great time. But I can yeah. like, it was interesting because it was like it's so foreign of a concept these days. Is in like a game without matchmaking. That like it was interesting to it's get like, every a game reminder. has it, though, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was nice to have a reminder of what it was like, and it was it put into context of like you know how a lot of people were playing like there was a whole thing of Fortnite of people being like, no, we want no skill based matchmaking, we want to play with like randoms and whatever, and it was a weird time. But um, yeah, well, I, Fortnite I guess... sort of solved that though, but they they made it so that um the the worst your experience gets as you play the more likely you're going to get a couple of bots against you. Yeah. But it's yeah, not yeah, all yeah. bots. Like, there's still, like, players, players in the map, but you just end up playing more against bots than you do against players. Just yeah. so you start feeling good again. Start getting back into it, and then it, it lowers the amount of bots you fight. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... Weird, it's like Fortnite's done a really good job of that. It's like balance. Yeah, it's like skill... I guess that is, like, kind of like... Yeah, when they added skill-based matchmaking, and I'm sure, like, in the lower ranks to make it easier kind of thing. Which is cool, right? I, I like that experience, especially if you're someone who doesn't know or doesn't care. Like, that's the important part. If you're a player who doesn't care, that experience to you is probably so much better. 
better yeah, it's light gear. probably quite clean and quite flawless as well. Yeah. To us, it's obvious when you go against a bot. Yeah, exactly. Like we know. So like. Well, yeah, because um, they they're like aiming the wrong way and it's it's weird. Like you can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can definitely tell. I, I guess um, the other thing is playing TF2 has made me realise I'm like, oh yeah, shit. I guess this kind of ties. You can talk about what you've been playing and stuff like that because I'm sure this is a good segue <laughs> to that. We'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. a good segue <laughs> into that, which is that like, oh yeah, Overwatch Two is around the corner. So I guess it's kind of like in a weird way preparing me for being like, oh, maybe I should try Overwatch Two when it comes out <laughs> because it's going to be free to play as well, right? So it's, it's kind of hundred like, percent free to play. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. gonna have the yeah. I'm like kind of like building up my weird like class based shooter experience, you know, like moving around and stuff like that. You know, like not just not just necessarily CS:GO point and click kind of thing, like building up more of like the you know projectile and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, well, which is cool. Uh, to be so. fair, Overwatch is. It, it's a game that's clearly heading in the direction of being a mobile game, but it's a game that you probably wouldn't enjoy very much playing on mobile. Yes, because it is a it's a it's a target base, like very accurate base. Like you, you can play badly in Overwatch and and play all right, but you need to be able to aim and you need to be able to like lead your shots and whatnot. Whereas yeah. that doesn't work on an auto aim phone. So yes, exactly. So yeah. Mm. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess cool. so you've been playing a lot and watching a lot. <laughs> yep, that, I, I will wrap up that that segment there. I guess. Oh yeah, I watched like I think I watched one episode of The Boys, but we can we can talk about that when we talk about The Boys. But um, yeah. So Clark, go. What have you been playing? Um, so my main thing for this week has been I've so I've got hold of the gold editions of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Origins, and Valhalla on my Series X. Ooh. Um, I managed to pick them up for like £15 for the lot and the gold editions are the ones that include all the season passes and all the content mm. which I already own on PC but playing on PC is a little bit like uncomfortable because you're sitting in your chair rather than sitting on your sofa and I've been sitting playing Assassin's Creed Origins and I'm trying to 100% it and it is honestly one of the best game experiences I've ever had Wait, it's, which it's one? In, Sorry? Uh, Origins Origins, so this is the one in Egypt mm. and it's brilliant Like it's it, it, so it's, it's, it's the Xbox uh, one version of the game that has been upscaled and yeah. it runs now with a 60 FPS boost on the Series X. Uh, it's also got like a slight revamp on all the textures and whatnot, but it, lo- it looks like a, a brand new game. Mm. But you, you would be forgiven for thinking it's a game that came out a couple of weeks ago because it, it looks stunning. And obviously it's a massive game, so there's tons to do. And I'm just really enjoying the story. Like I'm enjoying the exploration. And the, the, big, the big reason I'm, I'm really enjoying it now is because of the instant loading. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I can imagine. It's insane how much of a difference that makes. Like, there's no loading screens in the game at all. Like, it just goes from from scene to scene to scene to like. If I fast travel halfway across the map, it it takes about three seconds to load. Yeah. If that, like, it's so fast. That's and, good. And it's just the the game is an absolute joy to play. Like, it, it, especially with all the content. And considering I paid seven pound for that, oh no, like six pound for that one, six pound for Odyssey. Was it? And then I know I paid another fifteen pounds for Valhalla after that because Valhalla's the new, newer one, so I paid thirty in total. Yeah. But still, for three massive games that are giving me like easily about eight. Oh, I also bought The Witcher Three with all the expansions as well. So I now own that on every single because that was a pound. Yeah. So I now own that on every single console and system. So it's on my PC, my Xbox, my PS4, my Switch. Um, so I've got it on everything, and I'm still not got anywhere other than Skelliger in that game. I always get like. <laughs> A couple of hours into it, and then I end up going off doing like the prostitute, um, the prostitute murder mission thing, oh my and God. I just get so lost in the game after that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, been playing that. Um, also, I've been doing a bit more of my retro pie, uh, retro arc, sorry, which is the ah oh, yeah um, emulation stuff, right? Oh, it's so good on Xbox. I, I, honestly, I am the biggest Xbox fanboy right now because Microsoft have absolutely smashed this generation like yeah. so hard. And the fact that I can have every variant of every emulator running on that system perfectly 
like I'm playing PSP games on it. Yeah. So and also obviously that re- resulted in me playing uh, Persona because all the Persona games oh, have just got announced yeah. for series uh, for 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 Game Pass. Sorry, there's so much to talk game about. Pass. Yeah, there's so, so yeah much. in. In the Summer Game Fest, they announced that Game Pass is getting all the Persona games, so all of the uh, special editions. So Persona 4 Golden, yeah, Persona 5 Royal, which is fucking brilliant. P3P, right? P3P, yeah, yeah, that's going on there as well. Um, And all of them. So apart from the dancing games. For some reason, the dancing games never seem to fall into these announcements, and I don't know why, but they are good, the dancing games are. Yeah, Um, I think it's because they probably only do... You don't know, that's a lie. I was going to say, they probably only do very well in Japan. But I imagine they no. There's definitely well a, there's definitely an audience for. I don't think there's a big audience for them outside yeah. Japan. But it's just nice to see that again. Those games that were locked to the Vita and the PSP are now being unlocked for other systems. Which yeah, is great. great. I mean, also coming to PC, right? So that's amazing yeah, for yeah, PC yeah. players. I think as well. Persona Four Golden is already on PC. I think it's on Steam. Yeah, Porfu, uh, yeah. P4G. Porfu, yeah, Porfu, P4G. <laughs> <Porfu> <laughs> My favorite anim- anime game, Gordon. A big fan of the Persona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I think Persona Five Royal is coming out on Steam as well, which is cool because yeah, I haven't is... played Royal, so I'm Such like, a good game. I'm like, do I want to put in a hundred hours into, yep, a, into yes. a game again? Absolutely yes. Absolutely yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. well, I'm going to be playing Persona Four Golden for like the fourth time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just love that game. Very like, good game. Watching Nanako get abused by her father, not physically abused, <laughs> but just mentally abused constantly because he's he's always absent. Just watching that story unfold is is delightful. Ah, uh, good old nothing like a good old childhood <laughs> neglect to really get you going. So my, heartwarming. Yeah, my favorite. Um, movie. <laughs> so I rewatched the Him Daisy dub as well, and I just oh, I, yeah. oh, it's so good. I, I watched it the other day because I was sharing it with someone who'd never seen it. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, I'm the biggest Persona fan." I was like, "You ever seen the Him Daisy dub?" And they said, yeah. "What's Him Daisy?" I was like, "You are no Persona fan. Like, yeah, yeah. come here, oh, sit down, <laughs> sit down, and watch this for thirty minutes because it is thirty minutes long." Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's all, all of the things. Yeah, right? It's everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that. Um, I have played little bits and pieces here and there's played a bit of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which we'll talk about in a minute mm-hmm. um, I've watched The Boys I'm up to date on The Boys absolutely amazing show by the way mm-hmm. uh, watched Miss Marvel um, caught up with Stranger Things but that's on a season break at the moment yep uh, and watched a few movies here and there as well like I watched um, Pride and Fire Island um, and what else have I done Oh, and mainly I've been focusing because I've just moved into my new place as well, which I'm super happy with, and I've I've hired an interior designer. Wow! <laughs> I know. Oh my Hello, middle class. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. It's fine. While she's doing the work, I'm going to Waitrose to get my deep Please. weekly shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stock Did up you... on extra virgin olive oil. It's very important. You don't oh, the understand tr- the life of damn, a middle class man. Living the true, no. the true middle class so, life. I'm well aware of how bougie it is, but this is yeah. also something I've been saving up for for a very, very long time, and I'm just yeah. enjoying that little bit of money that I've got saved away to do something that's going to add a ton of value to my home. And she, she's designed my place, and I'm like, this is incredible. Mm. Go nuts. That's, do it. That's great, that's so, yeah. yeah. So that's happening. Uh, but otherwise, that's been about it for what I've been playing and watching, other than, the, of course, the stuff that we're going to talk about, which is all the Summer Game Fest stuff yes. and the announcements. There was so so much stuff. So, yeah, Yeah. also awkwardly happened. So, like, last weekend, I was in uh, Budapest for a stag do. And um, I was just, like, whilst in my, like... Oh, God, we got Budapest. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, I don't know how I feel about binge drinking anymore. But anyway, uh, in, in in my, like, drunken stupor, I would, like, occasionally just open my phone and try and read, like, catch up on highlights. 
And God, there's so much shit that got got announced. I didn't even realize. So crap. I didn't realize like this was basically like I didn't realize this is essentially like the E3 season, right? But it's just, it is, E3 yeah. isn't happening anymore. It's just summer games well, fest now. It's supposed to be happening again next year. So E3 yes. is coming back fully next year, like as in an in-person event. Yeah. Um, so, so I think the, the phrase was what was it? Key three because it was like just Jeff, yeah. Jeff Keighley <laughs> doing like, yeah. yeah. Keely's um, E3, Key 3, yes. Okay, one um, question I need to I need to ask, because I didn't realise. Uh, was there a Nintendo Direct that happened? No. Or has Nintendo no, not th- done that's, anything yet? That's pending. Um, right, okay. There is one coming. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 soon, can, I can imagine something is happening, but I don't there know is. when. Is it, I reckon it's going to happen in the next two weeks. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but I can't really say much more on that because I'm also an, under an NDA. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Because I yeah. was because I heard there was speculation because uh, there was a leak about Neon White releasing soon, and people thought that it was going to coincide. Like the Switch. There have been a lot thing. of leaks around it, but just yeah. based on the cadence of Nintendo Direct, that there is one likely happening in the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I, I would prefer not to talk about that this week if we can. Yep. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Summer Games first. There's been so many things announced. So. Can we just start going down and looking? Because I've got the biggest announcement list here, which I think you've got as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, it yeah, starts with about... It's about time we got a Warhammer 40k RPG is what it starts with. Mm. I don't know what that means. I don't know because I don't really know Warhammer. Are you into Warhammer? Not really. I have friends who are mega into it, but um, I... Yeah, sounds like there is a new... Okay, so it's called Warhammer 40k Bolt Gun. It looks like Doom. I think... No, there's... It's... Wait... Rogue, is Warhammer Rogue 40k Trump? Bolt Gun is the Doom clone we've deserved in the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was talking about the one, one before one. that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's two there's games two. here. Yeah, there's Rogue Trader, which, um, yeah, looks it's, like a cool, 40k but... RPG, but I don't really know much about 40k, unfortunately. So. No, me neither. It, it, yeah. but it looks like a, a, a similar in style RPG to like Shadowrun. Yes. So that kind of thing. But I mean, we don't know anything about that, so we can move on from that. But either yeah. way, cool. Um,. Next up, Spider-Man Remastered is coming to PC. This was a really cool announcement because yeah. what this actually means is that Sony is starting to lose their version exclusivity license windows now. Their, their windows are starting to close. Yeah, so there's a lot of... Um, I noticed this. Like, there was a lot of remaster announcements this uh, over this period. And also that a lot of them are coming to Steam as well. Or like coming to PC as well. Which is, interesting, which is cool. It's really great for PC players. But also now I'm like, now do I actually want a PS5? Well, have like... you seen the reaction to this? I haven't seen the reaction. So, what's the reaction? Ugh, people suck. Like, there's a guy that's um, he's gone on his obviously he's on TikTok. He's gone on TikTok and sawed his PlayStation Four in half, uh, PlayStation Five in half, because yeah. he said this is worthless now. What's the point in owning one of these when we no longer have exclusivity? And it's like, dude, this yeah. doesn't impact you in any way, shape, or form. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, it just means more people can play the games. But like, yeah, yeah which is great. Yeah, like. So it's not really that bad for people who have a PS5 because also it's just a good console. Like from playing at a friend's house and stuff like that, it's like a good, it's like a solid thing. Like it's a solid yeah. console and it works well. So like, yeah, that's well, not what I'm trying. I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to say like that. Oh, now there's no point in buying a PS5. It's more like no, because it wasn't one to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, sh- I should preface. I'm very much in the Xbox camp rather than PS. Well, I mean, it seems this, like this Xbox. Generation. It seems like it's, Xbox really like popped off this uh, this season. It's because right? they've really aimed at the players rather than the. I mean, obviously they're they're controlling everything and they're taking full control, mm. but at the same time they're doing everything that's player focused. 
So every decision they're making is like, this is cool for us. Yes. Like, for example, I bought the Assassin's Creed games. They automatically upgrade to the Series X versions yeah. without paying. Yeah. Whereas the PS5, you have to go for a whole load of bullshit on the store. They don't automatically upgrade, and then you have to pay for that upgrade as well. Mm. Like, uh, it's just, it's that kind of stuff where I'm like, this could be done so much better. But I could complain about this forever. Anyway, yeah. Um, we're getting Spider-Man Remastered, which looks amazing. I'm looking forward to playing that because I haven't played the PS5 version, so that's going to be cool. Yep. Um, the Final Fantasy 16 trailer looked interesting. Did you see it's that? Going, it's going back to summons, right? Or something. That's what I heard. I mean, it's always had summons, but it's more focused on them. Yeah, yeah. So it seems to be more... I mean, it definitely looks like another Final Fantasy 15. Yes. Which looks like they fixed some of the problems that that game had, which was making it feel like an empty, lifeless world. Is it still himbo like always himbos that's yeah. how final fantasy works <laughs> no it isn't the road trip like himbo road trip oh no it's not a, it's not a sequel okay um all, all of the numbered games are never sequels yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the only way they sequel final fantasy games is if they number the number so if it's like 13 2 13 3 yes yeah yeah, yeah. but is it like is it still that vibe oh yeah absolutely yeah okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they never go that far away from although that it one, seems but, uh, more it cool. seems more fantasy than like modern because I remember, like the previous Final Fantasy had been like more modern, whereas like well, this one they seems did... a lot more. Like... So since twelve, they've really gone down this path of like magic and tech, but more tech. Yes, exactly. Uh, whereas yeah. Final Fantasy games have always been magic and tech, but it's always been more focused on the magic. And then they sort of slipped into this weird, like everyone wants to talk about robots and tech, and it's like, well, not really. That's not what we're playing Final Fantasy games for. And now this one seems to have pushed the bar back towards the magic side rather than the tech side, but the tech's still there. Yeah, which is fine. That's okay. So yeah, that that looked cool. Um, Street Fighter Six looked absolutely fucking disgusting. I was so okay. impressed by this. Did you see this? As in, as in disgusting, as in good or disgusting? No, really good. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I could talk a lot about this because of like the fighting game community has been talking a lot about Street Fighter Six because also people wait, got hang their hands on. on. Uh- a, a fan community about a popular series are, are up in arms about something. Well, no, no, they're not up in arms. As in, like, they're like, this looks really good. They're this hyped. is, yeah, this is good. As in, like, they're like, oh, fine. Like after, because after the, I think it looks like Capcom really learned from like Street Fighter Five. Because do you did you play Street Fighter Five when it launched? Like, a little it bit like? of it. Like, it's, I'm not, a, I'm not it a big was... Street Fighter player because I'm terrible at them. Yeah, yeah. So Street Fighter Five when it launched was like horrendous because like. They tried to market it as like an esports only game, and they just basically cut out like a lot of people because the okay. story mode was absolutely garbage. The gameplay wasn't; it was like very watered down as well. Like at launch, like they really kept it close to the chest, and they didn't really have that much like identity or style or substance. So, like to look at Street Fighter Six now and look at how they're like la- how they're marketing it, how they're launching it, how the game plays, how it looks, it's looking really good. Like the kind of like street aesthetic of it, you know, like they're doing like the crazy like graffiti logo and stuff like that. Also, all the stuff that they've put in all the little things. Like, have you seen like the intro cutscene when you like start a fight? Like, yeah, yeah. They've brought back the classic like Soul Calibur thing where like you know when it goes like this person versus like, this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then like you can press buttons on your controller to like change the facial expression of your character. That's cool. I like that. So, but obviously it has the same thing as Soul Calibur where you can like spam one button or spam two buttons and your character's face just like goes crazy because it's like changing expressions like <laughs> all the time, which is great. You know, <laughs> like like that's the level of things. Also, they've got like a um. 
it, the cool thing is that you can tell they're trying to like they have the whole single player aspect right so now they've got like that they showed off like they teased or briefly showed off like there's like an open world thing where you play as Luke and you go around like the actual streets of like Metro City and you like kind of like a third person game and then you get into fights which then goes into like the normal Street Fighter thing right which is cool because that means that they're showing like a lot more like they're trying to sell the game to a lot more people who like you know they play the single player game and then they'll end up getting into like the multiplayer part of it right which is where the meat the potatoes of the fighting games are right which is great and on top of that they've got like a um sort of they've got two different control schemes so they've got like the old school nerd control scheme right where you still have like motion inputs and stuff like that but then they've also got a different control scheme which is like a more modern control scheme which has it so you don't need to do motion inputs to like throw hadoukens and stuff like that it plays like Stra- smash bros so you know to throw a hadouken you just press b if you press forward and b you'll do like a tats you do like the hurricane kick if you press up and b oh, you'll okay. do you oh, sorry down and b you'll do like a sure you can right which is great because it it reduces that it gets people into the game of like actually playing it rather than having to like do the boring bit of like learning motion inputs and stuff like that which i think is also like a big barrier to why a lot of people don't like playing street fighter in the first place because like i remember i, I even had this experience of playing it in my workplace right like we had tekken and we had street fighter and i put street fighter on and you see people trying to play street fighter and Obviously, no one can do the motion inputs, so people are just spamming buttons, and it's kind of not designed for that. Which is how I play Street Fighter. Exactly, right? And then you go to Tekken, and then because you're mashing, the game is kind of designed in a way that, like, you can mash buttons, and you get, like, the strings out, and you get the cool moves. So that's still fun for them to play, right? Because they're doing, like, crazy things. So for Street Fighter to now move to this thing of being like, oh, yeah, you can just use this control scheme, Uh, you can just, like, press forward and B, and you'll get your, like, cool moves that actually introduce strategy into the game That's so people cool. can actually play it. I like that. It makes yeah. it more accessible as well. It's great. And like the other thing is that there are advantages in, like this is the interesting part where we'll need to have more hands on and play it to find out. But like um it sounds like there's like advantages and disadvantages to playing both control schemes. So this is like the really nerd shit. So like don't worry too much about it. But like I think so it'll I, be... I'm assuming but before you say this, I'm assuming if you play with the automated one, so where you press the buttons just to do the moves, yeah, the the attacks are going to be weaker, I would assume. Mm-mm-mm. But if you actually enter them manually, the attacks are full power. So yeah, so there's other games that have done exactly what you described. So there's like a similar thing of like you can do the fast input and it will put that move on like a cooldown. But if you do the motion input, it doesn't have a cooldown. So that's one way of them uh, them okay. like them like balancing it out. But um, it doesn't look like this Street Fighter has that. It seems like there's going to be... I don't know, and I'm not sure I'm a fan of this, but it seems like, you know, again, it's still in cha- they're still changing it, right? So, like, it sounds like if you use the modern control scheme, there's certain moves you can't do, but I don't know. So we'll have to see, like, isn't... We'll have to really, really, like, find out how... Oh, well, uh, either way, it, yeah. it's a it's it's a trailer that I watched, and I was immediately interested in it. I'm never usually interested in Street Fighter games. Yeah, but I, I like that they exist. I'm just not into them. But I watched that and I went, I like this. This yes. feels like a game I could play. Yeah, like I want to play this, and now it's piqued my interest, especially with the fact that it's got like a semi-open world. Yes, I don't know if you wanted an open world in Street Fighter. Do we want that? Well, <laughs> for me, it's like it, I guess that that's not for me. I'm there for like the fighting game stuff right the but i think it's i think it's very cool that it's there right because it's a good way of getting other people into the game as in like you but know, also getting, the, yeah the, the the bigger part on that is did you see ryu yes oh he God. looks really hot so i'm in for that like, I'm, 
<laughs> I think they can make. Re I think yeah. My favorite. He could get part, bigger. I think. Yeah, my favorite people are asking like, can every patch can he just get wider? Like, can we? He's just getting make, bigger like, and bigger and yeah. bigger to the point where it's like, hang on. Did you see the thing with Ken? That's like the meme, the memes of Ken going on the no. internet. So he's like, get smaller. No, 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 because he's getting like more and more like hobo, like disheveled, and it's like. Oh, oh yes, joke, I yeah. know that. Yeah, I the joke that. is now it's like she took the fucking kids, Ryu Ken. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. So the other one, did you see Guile's little beard? Yes. Oh, the Guile dude. Beard. The Guile reveal so good. Like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. So he's like combing his hair, but the comb makes no sense because he just boings back into that weird yeah. spike that he's <laughs> yeah. got. <laughs> oh, but he's man. got his little beard now. He's well happy, so he's yeah. back. It um, looks, yeah, it, it looks great. It looks great. Yeah, the game's looking really good. Like so, initially, when I did see the trailer, I was a bit like, "This game looks slow." But then I went, but then I went and compared it to like original Street Fighter Five footage and Street Fighter Four, and it's not actually that slow. It's just like it just looked slow, but it's actually the same, which is good. So, like, here's my here's my hot take. Well, it's not really a hot take. It's more of a hot request. Um, I hope we get to a world where fighting games step away from this like you buy the game and it's got eight characters but there's like 30 characters in season passes mm. i'm sort of hoping we're getting away from that now because i can't imagine that that's a very popular model to play it's, like it's not really no and and i, I don't know what the market research in this because I, I have no idea at all but i would imagine people don't like to buy a game that's got like two-thirds of its roster missing and you have to pay a ridiculous amount of money to get them and i'm sort of hoping that that that's what we're gonna see because yeah. the roster that i saw looked massive mm -hmm. like it looked like there was like i don't know 28 30 characters or something in that roster and they were all in the screen like that were in the reveal so i was like okay this must be in the game when you buy it yeah i don't know though i'm a bit suspicious unfortunately like, I'm not sure how to feel. unfortunately with fighting games it is very much a thing of um that's just how they like that. That is the monetization strategy know, because it's a niche thing. Like, I could see if Street Fighter is pop more popular because it still follows the same kind of logic of um, how modern like shooters. So you know, you're free to play games of like Valorant, uh, League of Legends, stuff like that. You know, your hero-based shooters, right? Yep. Like you could move to a model of like. You have your free rotation of characters, and then you have your like um, your characters that you have unlocked all the time, right? You know that kind of model, and then you unlock new characters by playing free to play. But um, or you know, or they could just have it so it's like, yeah, you get all the characters, but then you have to like the monetization is through like costumes and stuff like that, which is obviously the ideal. But that only works if you have a big enough fan base for that, really. Like it seems like. So... Yeah. Well, so the thing is, is I'm um, uh, again. This might leak into the Overwatch discussion a little bit, which we're going to have in a bit. Um, Overwatch have now released their monetization model for Overwatch Two, yeah, and it's all cosmetics. Yes, all cosmetics. Yeah, and th this is also a free-to-play game that was going to be a sixty-five, seventy-pound box. Is now a fully free-to-play game yep. that is locked behind battle passes, season passes, and um, and cosmetic. But it's only cosmetic. You're not buying Hero, although they haven't officially stated. All heroes will be free. Mm. They've only announced heroes like they've they've announced Sojourn and the Junker Queen. Now she's the next character. I don't know if you've yes. seen the cinematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, then there's also awesome, the, they're teasing the they're teasing like the Kitsune hero, like the spirit. Yeah, the fox. fox. Yeah, the yeah, fox yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, they've they've all been sort of like like you know these are coming to the game. So I'm I'm thinking if if a game like this can do this, why can't you know why can't Street Fighter? Like, I I 
it's, it's I, frustrating I, I, me a little bit because I agree what with puts you. me off playing Street Fighter is the lack of being able to play all the characters. That's what puts no, me off. I, I 100% agree with you. And, like, you can, dude, if you go back and, like, for example, you play Tekken 7 now and you look at the amount of un- and you look at the amount of locked characters that are behind season passes and DLC and then you look at the price of unlocking all of those characters it's fucked up like it's not okay like, 100% is not okay so um i agree with you i think it's just more like i'm sure a lot of fighting game developers would like to move to that model but unfortunately it probably doesn't monetize enough for them to stay afloat which is awkward like i can sympathize yeah. with them as developers it's, obviously it's, weird, it's not player it? fo- like, it's not player fo- focused or player facing at no all. It's, it's greed focused yeah yeah uh, which, is, makes... which sucks like yeah. i agree yeah like but the, the problem is, is is i would i would buy those games in a heartbeat if they weren't monetized in the way that they were yeah i don't, I don't care about monetization but the monetization there detracts from the gameplay mm. Mm. and if if games can survive on cosmetics alone Fortnite, for example, which is one of the highest-grossing video games of all time. Yeah, if that can survive on cosmetics, so can fighting games. True, true. Like I'm, I'm with it because I don't care about the cost. It's nice to have the costumes, but I'd, I'd rather them be the paid element of a game that I can enjoy whenever I want to. And also, like if we want to get into this conversation, which we might do, um, one of the things I hate about battle passes and why I don't think they're going to last long term is because it limits your access to the game. So. You have to play during the season of that battle pass, or you can no longer get those cosmetics ever again. Mm-hmm. I hate that, and I've now realised that what I actually do like is buying like game of the year editions and gold editions, where I get access to everything in my time. Yeah. What what I wouldn't mind is is paying for like all battle passes. So you, say you pay thirty quid and you get access to all battle passes, but you can unlock them whenever you want to. Mm. That would be good for me. That would work for me. I don't like the way they currently work, where it forces you to play like once a day or once a week. Yeah, well, that that's kind of the strategy behind, like the is, yeah. business strategy behind battle passes, right? Is that it, yeah. it? And why they do so well is because they are they do the classic, you know, most monetization works around uh, what is it, uh, FOMO or like feeling like you're gonna yeah. you know, it's loss aversion, right? Yeah, yeah. So the way that they do that with battle passes is that it's over a long period of time of being like, hey, you need to play the game to uh, get everything, right? So yeah, it's like awkwardly. Like a, it's it's well hidden, but that's why people like it as well. People like battle passes because they're already like, oh well, I'm already playing the game, so it makes sense for me to just keep playing. You know what I mean? Like so. Um, but yeah, I I agree. With, I'm on your side, and I agree with you that like maybe we should move away from these things. And but yeah. also, we also have to understand that me and you also come from an era of games where you bought the game and that was it. Well, we we grew up with a, with a we. We grew up with a different monetization model, which was you pay once you get game. Exactly right, and like we also grew through the era of pay once game gets released to you slowly over six months. Yeah, and then there was pay multiple times game gets cut into pieces and given to you in pieces over six to twelve months. Yeah, and I'm sure if yeah. you talk to like kids nowadays, who like young kids, they'd probably be like, "But I want the game to be free so that I can play it, so that I don't have to ask my mum for like the my like for money to." play play the game right i guess like i imagine like that that is the that's the other thing is that like people who grew up with free to play probably expect it right because they're like oh i just want to play the game and then i can spend money if i want to kind of thing which is i think that's going to be an interesting thing when we see that generation of gamers grow up and see them turn into game developers or well, like, what's know, clearly happened is is they. I mean, I think I've said this before. In fact, you could probably quote me as saying this because I know I've said this before. Mm. Is they've tried to force their way through a generation, 
yeah to to say like this generation is going to be monetized in this way yeah. we don't give a shit how people used to be monetized we're forcing people to get used to the mobile game model which is constant little spend all the yeah. time like always spending it it's more profitable unfortunately it sucks yeah. but yeah because yeah it enables those who want it it it's a weird thing, right, of, like, it enables those who want to spend more to do that, but also it opens up the fact that people who don't want to spend can also enjoy, like, play the game, like, you know, experience the game, I guess. So yeah. if you look at it from that sense, it seems good, but under the hood, it's a bit, like, yeah, a bit mm. pre- it's very predatory. It's, it's but we can talk about, we've got a lot to talk about, and I'm yes. also aware that we're, like, what, 35 minutes in already? I think we are... F- <laughs> 48 minutes. <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast. We've also made the, the executive decision at the start of the podcast not to do a music section today. Yeah, because yeah, there's so much There to is a about. lot to talk about. But the next thing to talk about is something I'm, I'm very interested in, and it's called the Callisto Protocol. Oh, yeah, this looks um, good. Which is the, the Dead Space 3 that the Dead Space 3 developers wanted to make but couldn't because EA... Is it EA? Yes, EA. EA, EA made them make this heavily monetized draft yeah. bag of a co-op experience. Yeah. Uh, and it is the Dead Space developers that have left the A and gone to make their own company. Yeah. And it looks really fucking cool. Have you seen it? Yeah, it looks really, really good. It looks amazing. So I'm, I'm proper into this one. Also, um, crazy. I guess uh, this is another thing. I'm going to go on another. Like, I guess make this a short tangent. Man, why is everything these days so fucking gory? Like, so viscerally <laughs> gory. Like, and uh, look, kind of thing. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because that's what I grew up with, and I was also probably at one point also in my life heavily desensitized. One of, yeah, I was one yeah. of these gamers of being like, "Oh, bro, I just want the, I just want to see a hundred gibs fly on the screen. You know, I want to <laughs> see the person scream as their leg gets broken and all this other stuff." But I feel like as I'm getting like older and more like tempered, I guess I'm like, man. Do I really need to see that? Yeah, could we calm down a bit on the <laughs> yeah. body horror? Yeah, like, it's I'll like... I'll tell you where it actually hit a peak for me is The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Uh, one of the reveal trailers where that woman's getting her arms broken. Yeah. It's like, it's time to break your wings, little butterfly. Yeah. Oh, it's just so unnecessary. Yeah, it's like, damn, that's that's really do be some gore porn kind of shit, right? You it, know, yeah, it's, like... it's, it's, it's not... What, what's the, is it vor? Is that the word, vor? No, vor, vor is... <laughs> No? Is that, what's that? What's Vor, Vor? Vor is where uh, it's a kink to do with when you're being eaten by something. Oh, it's that's, not that's that very... then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, just vis- it's, just, it's just visceral gore. Because like, I thought like, yeah. there was a word for it. Like... Ultra violence? I'm not, I, think I, know, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know what the word for it is, but it's just like gratuitous amounts of violence, right? Where yeah, like, like yeah. excessively visceral violence that's all like... Like really fleshy body horror. Yeah, that kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. There is definitely a word for it. But yes, one hundred percent. There is a word for it. Yeah. Like... But yeah, this looks like Geiger meets. Um, I mean, well, Geiger meets Dead Space is what I think it yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, it was like the end of the reveal thing, right, where the guy gets like pulled into the turbine. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, okay, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like... <laughs> it's one with the weird like. It, there's a bit where the guy's hanging upside down. And there's like a sticky corpse thing that like yeah. unsticks itself and slowly marches towards the guy. Yeah. And again, it's all like goopy and gooey and bloody and visceral. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the trailer now because I, I did watch so much over this uh, over the reveals. Mm. Uh, but that's coming in December this year. So and it's also coming. Uh, I think it's a PS5 exclusive. I think. I guess. I guess it's just a fast way of like. Getting like you know, just it's like like an attack on the senses, right? Like you see it, yeah. just like ugh, like it elicits such a strong reaction, like from the get go. That yeah, like I can understand why. But Actually, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I want to double check, so I don't want to misquote it. I, I'm not sure if it is um, 
a PS5 exclusive or not. Callisto. Oh, no, it's yeah. on the Xbox as well. It's coming yeah, on the Xbox. Yeah. It looks. Re- I think there were some other games that looked very Dead Spacey that were announced as well, right? I don't yeah, know there what... was loads. Yeah, this is were... the year of the Dead Space. Apparently. Yeah, I remember even at one point, I think like Jeff Keighley said, like, "And yep, we're going back to space or something." Yeah, in, like, yeah. well, in, like the presentation. Space is big right now because of Starfield. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, big space but, time. Um, but the next one was from Bloober Team, which was um, I think it was Layers of Layers of Fears. It was called. Yeah, yeah. They've layers got Layer of, of Fear or Layers of Fear, and now they've yeah. got Layers of Fears. Yes. Um, yeah. I didn't think much to this. I saw it and I was like, yeah, okay, this is fine. I never played Layer of Fear, so I'm not really sure. They're just hyper spooky games that creep you out. They're, they're sort of similar in the vein to if you ever you played Seventh Guest. Nope. If you remember, do you, do you, does that mean anything to you if I say that name? Mm-mm. Seventh Guest and Eleventh Hour, Eleventh Hour were these two CD-ROM games from like the nineties, mm. uh, and you go, you get invited to a dinner party at a mansion who run by a toy maker. But every time this guy makes a toy for a kid, the kid dies. Oh. So there's like this whole thing, and he he's actually dead. You go to the manor, and the manor's abandoned, and you're going in to investigate what's happened, but you you turn out to be dead as well. Like it's, it's a whole thing. Right. Um, okay. And it gives me those vibes. But if you've not seen it, there's probably no point in having that conversation. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not. So yeah, it's just like you know, spooky manor, explore spooky manor, learn spooky things, and it's all like weird cosmic horror. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, but I, I guess if you've not seen it, there's no point talking about that. Um, the big one, and I'm really pra- really happy for myself for getting this right, because I guessed this, and I got this 100% right. The Xbox Game Pass is coming to Samsung TVs. Hey. I was right! I was 100% right! I'm You're so right. happy! You called I just it. saw it coming, because I was like... It. If you remember, I did say they would make so much more money if they just turned this into a Netflix service and made it streaming. I didn't guess the Samsung part because I didn't think it was going to be exclusive. But still, that's pretty amazing. It's coming. I was right. Yeah. You Everyone was listening. The six fans that we've got of our podcast, <laughs> one of which is probably me on one of my walks. <laughs> me. I know, but this is, this is like, this is big news. Mm. Not me being right. That's small news. Um, this... It's basically saying like, hey, we're now stepping into an era where the next generation of consoles doesn't require a console. <laughs> yeah, that's big stuff. That that's is pretty cool. big. Yeah. Like... So it just so apparently the way it works is all you need is a Bluetooth controller, uh, and you can have a headset if you want to, but you just need a Bluetooth controller and the Game Pass, and that's it. That's pretty pretty cool. Like I'm good for that. I'm down for that. Mm. So, but that's interesting. And then there was Call of Duty, blah blah blah. No one yeah, really I mean, cares about looks that. Looks like more Call of Duty. I mean, yeah, last... I, I do like Modern Warfare. Probably will play. Maybe I'll try Modern Warfare 2 as like a fun like multiplayer shooter for a little bit. But yeah. But to me, this is news like there's a new FIFA coming out. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's not exciting. Uh, yeah. if, 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 for anyone listening, if it is exciting, then great. I'm glad that you're into that franchise, but it's, yeah. it's not really news. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Last of Us 2 multiplayer mode is becoming a standalone experience. I'm very interested yeah. to see where this goes. But it sounds it's, like... It's also story-driven, isn't it? There's really nothing they have revealed. They they showed, like, a concept art screen, and that was it. But, oh, okay. like, you know, it... I, I want to know what type of game it is. Like, if it is... I feel like it is going to be a, like, Escape from Tarkov extraction-style shooter. I, or at least I feel like that is the direction that they will want to take it because given that that genre is very hot at the moment and that Last of Us makes a lot of sense for that style of gameplay as well like the whole like kind of thing of like you go to an area of scavenging there's other players if you die you drop everything if you like get your complete your objective or collect your loot then you get out you upgrade your home base 
Because I remember the first Last of Us had that kind of concept of like you had like a base or something, right? And then you were like upgrading it. That's how you unlock the new loot, like new weapons and stuff like that that you took into matches. So it makes sense that that would be the next step of the of this kind of thing. But we'll see because they literally haven't announced anything of it yet. But I'd be interested to see yeah. where that goes because I did. I remember watching. I never played the Last of Us, the first Last of Us multiplayer, but I remember watching a lot of it, and it looked really fun. As it's like it's okay. It's, yeah. it's I mean, it exists. It's a thing. Mm. It, to me, it's up there with Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Like, it's fine. Yeah, like concept-wise, great concept. In execution, yeah. like, does it play that well? But yeah, I guess if it's a standalone, we'll see how 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 popular it does because it has it, the potential. I think definitely do really well. Yeah, it is. But it's one of those things where I don't think it's ever going to be like the best multiplayer game on the planet. It's just yeah able to play a game that exists. Well, I, I mean, if it's a standalone game now and it's like got these ambitious things, I mean. It, I, I think it, I think it has the brand appeal that it could be something very big. Like I can imagine this being a lot of people's first foray into like extraction shooters, which yeah. I think people could really like. People will really like that because people who are into like people who are into that kind of genre of games are really into that genre. Yeah, of games. they're very weirdly enough, you know, group of fans very passionate about what they like. Yeah, exactly. Shocking. But that's what I mean. Uh, it's, but... it's like introduce. It's like getting people into it, right? You know, like introducing that concept to people because I don't feel yeah. like it's like widespread now because you saw people's attempts at doing it. You know, like uh, Battlefield. If Battlefield twenty forty two didn't die in a ball of fire, they had their extraction game mode, which sounded pretty like an interesting idea, but in execution wasn't great. So, like, you know, we'll see. Anyway, sorry, we can move on. But <coughs> so, so next up is Stormgate. Yep. Which was the effectively the the spiritual successor to StarCraft because yeah. obviously now that Blizzard's franchises have all been taken over by Activision, all the developers from the old Blizzard games have gone out to do their own thing and they're all creating their own versions of the old games. Yes. This one looking quite interesting. It was just a cinematic trailer, so we don't know yeah, much about it's it yet. Still, still in a gameplay, so. Kind of but I did get weirdly enough. I got strong Diablo vibes from it because it's got a, a like a, an alien in it that looks very much like Diablo. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw <laughs> Which that. Which is weird. Yeah. All right. Um, but so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. So we'll wait and see for that one. I'm interested though because I do like a good StarCraft. Which right. I might play StarCraft again soon. Um, it's a good game, man. It's, StarCraft it's is great. Like it's actually story based as well. It's got an interesting storyline. Yeah, like, like the campaign. The, the cinematics was... are beautiful. So yeah, the campaign was solid as, yeah. as well. Yeah. All right. then, uh, one that's probably going to be a bigger conversation here is this Starfield. Is yeah. Yeah. So, um, what did you think? Did you watch? Did you watch this? The, yep. the full reveal. I watched it. So, just to give some preface of things, uh, I've realised, or like coming coming more to the conclusion of me as a, as like what my tastes are, is that I don't really like open world games like anymore. And oh, like, I thought you were cool. Yeah, well, no, I get it's it's quite, uh, it's a controversial thing, right? Especially it's nowadays. Like, yeah, like I don't really like open world games. Um, so like watching this game, it seemed like it's not really for me. I guess like it kind of okay from like a more critical point of view. It kind of reminds me a lot of like do you remember when we first saw No Man? It's gonna there's a lot of there's look it's No Man Skyrim. Right, you know, like there's going to be a lot of like, which is what it's being referred yeah, to. Yeah, a lot of like comparisons to like No Man's Sky. Right, do you remember when No Man's Sky was first being shown and like people were like, "Oh man, this looks amazing" because like you know you're going to be able to explore planets and go do things. You know, like the the amount that is so vast, there's going to be so many things to do. But then I I was one of the people who were kind of like, "But what do you 
actually do. What's the gameplay? What's the game, right? You know, yeah. and Starfield is kind of giving me those vibes. Like, yes, they're shooting, and yes, there's like seems to be a little bit more there. But like at the end of the day, it's like the combat looks pretty bad. Average. It looks very generic. Like, and, and mm. not even like like because sometimes when combat is bad, it can be fun. Right, because it's like yeah. broken is, or like which interesting. Which is a Bethesda trope. That yeah, exactly. Bethesda, right, that's, that's a trope. So. But like, but here it just looks very like average. It's like you, he like like you know watching yeah, the gameplay. Yeah, shoot gun. Something shoot, occasionally takes damage. Shoot like, it was, gun. It was boring. Bar drops. Enemy doesn't even react in an interesting way. It just falls over. Or reacts at all. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what I mean. That's, yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad you spotted that because yeah. I thought the same thing when I was watching. I was like, those enemies are being shot, but they're not recoiling or like. Yeah. The bodies aren't even changing. Like, there's no viscera or anything. It's just yeah shooting. It, like it just reminds me of like Fallout Three. Like because the same it that reminds was me that... more of of the early division. Because like that. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like bullet yeah, sponges. Bullet sponges. Like, yeah. And like you know because because like this was always my problem with Fallout as well. Like because I I I played through all of Fallout Three and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I played through halfway of Fallout Four and enjoyed it for what it was. But like. One of my biggest problems is the combat in those games because it just feels like enemies are bullet sponges and it's just like... It, it, I mean, it's an RPG, right? So, you know, yeah. you're just kind of holding down mouse one and hoping until they fall over, like, kind of thing. And this just reminds me more of that. And especially in 2022, where we've got so many other sort of, like, FPS RPGs or FPS games doing much more interesting things with their combat, it just feels like, why would I play this i guess as i and i know the reason why you play it is for the exploration and the open world aspect of it right but like i guess yeah that's that's why this is where it's like i guess like personal opinion is like that doesn't that's not really that interesting to me like you know the exploration and the ship customization and creation stuff looks cool and interesting and the idea of like going to all these worlds and kind of meeting these characters and assuming like you know like building up this kind of like squad of characters almost like mass effect 2 if it was like a bigger game right more open world right yeah sounds appealing on paper but i don't know man i'm just not really sold on it like if the minute to minute gameplay no, is not that fun then it's like <sighs> it's not done anything to me in terms of interest i remember when i first saw skyrim announced i was like this is going to be a game like this is going to be yeah. a big game yeah whereas this i looked at it and just went oh this is a bit generic like yeah it, it it, happening here <laughs> i feel like if okay like if this game was announced like five years ago or something right you know like previous gen let's say right it would have been like oh my god this is this is amazing kind of yeah. thing right but in 2022 this game just feels very like yeah shaky like, yes it's just, yeah exactly uh, the other thing as well is so if you think about the world before snowman's sky yeah the, the concept of flying off a planet into space and then flying back from space into a planet didn't exist yes because no man's sky took that mechanic and, and perfected it that is a very complex mechanic to build yeah so the fact that you can't do that in this game i don't really care about that i'm, I'm surprised to not see it but they effectively built an entire game around that one concept yeah so i understand that part of it that's fine um, it's giving me more Mass Effect vibes where it seems... Because they've also said there's going to be over a thousand unique planets. And then if you watch the Todd Howard interview, he points out that most of them are going to be procedurally generated. Yeah, so it's just going to so, be the same thing of like you're just yeah. over, like exploring vapid wastelands boring, nothing. Boring wastelands with nothing happening. And, and one of the things that made Skyrim so unique is that every part of that game 
had progress yeah like you you'd go out and there'd be a story or an event or something would happen like you'd randomly walk down a road a dog would walk up to you and start talking to you and it turns out to be like a, a deva a daedra sorry yeah um, which was amazing and then you go off somewhere there'd be a dead dragon someone would be eating it and you'd be like okay we need to find out what's going on here everything was planned whereas now that we're going for this like every world has to be massive and it has to be procedure generated it loses its heart yep and 100%. i got i got no heart from this game at all like, i just got this feeling that this was just like, hey, do you guys like big words? Well, this game's full of them. Like, yeah. all right, cool. Um, but I'm glad I wasn't the only one that looked at it and just thought, mm, mm, yeah, maybe not. Like, I, I, you know, it's I do. Like f- a cheap man's Mass Effect is what I thought. Yeah, it's like I yeah. and I do feel like an old man. There's an like old man rambling at cloud. Yells at cloud. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yells, <laughs> yells at cloud, right? And and like That's my whole brand. <laughs> for people who, I'm sure there's people who are gonna play this game and this is gonna be like their favorite game, right? You know, like this is gonna be that the thing. And it's just this is. Not for me, and from a critical standpoint, it just looks very bland. But like, yeah, I'm with you. I agree. You know, I, agree. I was also, you know, to be honest, like never really a huge fan of Bethesda games anyway. So like, oh know, well, I was hard yeah. into Skyrim. Like, See, this is it. In. I I played Skyrim and I was like, yeah, this is cool. I did come to it very late, admittedly. Like I played Skyrim. Well, I, saw, I played it when it was new. Yeah, when it was during new. the time when everyone was talking about it. God. So that really adds to the experience. I can imagine if you played Skyrim when it was brand new, it would have been like amazing. It was mind blowing. It was yeah. absolutely mind- like that game should not have existed. It was like going to see Star Wars when it was new. Yes. Like Star Wars was not a movie that should have existed at the time it existed because technology didn't exist for that movie. Yeah. I just made it and it, it was good but that, that's a whole other conversation topic i'm just i'm glad to hear that i'm not the only one even someone who is a fan of bethesda games mm. although not particularly a fan of fallout mm, not yeah. a big fan of fallout see this is it um, this is this looks like closer to fallout than uh elder scrolls right as in like this it, the vibe the vibes i'm getting from this are closer it to does fallout. but it misses the charm of fallout where fallout had somehow managed to make an empty vapid world look interesting yes and this i guess it looks interesting because like, thematically like and the other thing is that like fallout is interesting thematically because it has the whole thing of like a culture that was stuck in the 60s that then like perpetuated into the future right yeah it's like so, a time jump exactly like, right yeah whereas this doesn't seem like it has any kind of grounding which is cool but now it means that they need to really sell us on the world which they're really not doing so like I don't know from what I've seen right it, it just looks very like bland yeah. so yeah well either way I, I guess we'll have to wait and see for that one but I get the feeling it's going to be the usual Bethesda marketing bollocks of this is the most amazing game of all time but yeah you won't be able to hear anything else but everyone will be like eh, classic Todd Howard Todd Howard is just, is just like oh god he needs taken down Todd... someone needs to <coughs> tranquilize him and keep him quiet because he's so irritating he's just like... the modern day um What's his name? Peter Molyneux. Paul, Peter Molyneux. Yeah, go. Peter Molyneux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually working with people at the moment that used to work with Peter Molyneux directly, like as in his direct reports and colleagues and whatnot. Yeah. They said he's one of the biggest pricks they've ever met in their life. Like, oh, Jesus. The most impossible person to work with. So he is exactly as he comes across. He's, he's a cunt. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to Peter Molyneux, you're a cunt. I'm sorry. You, you did make black and white, which was great. But you Oof. are a cunt. Okay. Well, I hope. Whether Ollie agrees with that or the Sunfire Tavern agrees with that, I don't mind. Yeah, one of the one if one of the six <laughs> listeners to this podcast is Peter Molyneux. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. People are gonna at him on Twitter and be like, "Look, these random guys <laughs> chat yeah. shit." Peter will turn up and be like, "Right, I'm getting on the show." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I have to talk about the dog in Fable yeah. again yeah. and feeding this... that kid letters. Oh, Do you remember the connect thing where you could put the letters in to yeah. connect to the little yeah. kid? Yeah. It was like, Peter, this is weird for everyone. Stop. Stop, yeah. Peter. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. 
Yes. Um, um, so this is interesting to me from... Okay, so to, this is the Riot Games... I think it was to you. It was nothing to me. No, 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 no. As in, no, I need to finish the sentence, but I just realised I just started talking without even telling, saying <laughs> what the thing was. Just words. So this is Riot Games and Xbox announcing their partnership for the Game Pass holders, right? So yeah. to me, as someone who plays a lot of Riot Games games, like I think I played all of them, now i i've played all of them or i am playing a lot of them like this is interesting to me from a business standpoint less so from a player standpoint so but what actually was it because so, these are all free games so what the, yeah yeah exactly so this is the interesting thing right so, and they're not coming to xbox by the way there's no, no change on how these things are being presented no so all this is is if you have game pass and you link your Game Pass account to your Riot Games account, when you play uh, these games, so the free to play games like League of Legends, all these other things, mm-hmm. yeah. you just get... Uh, Wild extra... Rift, that was. Yeah, Wild Rift, yeah. You get extra bonuses. So, for example, right. in League of Legends, you have all the champions unlocked. Right? Which... In Wild Rift? No, no, in, in League and Wild Rift... And like all, the, so like in Valorant as well, you have all the champion, all the characters. Now that's interesting, right? In and then in like the card game, uh, Rune Terror, you get some free cards or something, or you get you have like some basic decks unlocked at the get go. Um, and... So this is essentially a subscription service to Riot Games. Yes. So and also Riot. for TFT, ah, that's interesting. So for TFT, you also get um. A bunch of like, there's not, there's nothing they can really give you, so they just give you some cosmetic characters for free, kind of thing. Okay. So, but the interesting part, the interesting ones are the champion unlocks, right? So obviously, yeah, that's for, big value there for Huge people value. for people who are already playing League, right? The only time that this is interesting to you is when a new character comes out, and normally you would have to pay some kind of in-game currency to unlock them, right? Yeah. Uh, if you play enough League, you probably are, like, fucking drowning in the amount of free-to-play currency you have anyway, so this doesn't really mean much to you, but it's for the people who are kind of, like, more casual players of League like that they me. would have... Yeah, that... that yeah. I think this works well. This is actually kind of like a smart business move for Riot to be like, oh, well, if you already have Games Pass, then you can come here and you can play these new characters, uh, like, play any character you want kind of thing. It's like this a is, good way to... This is an onboarding people. strategy. Like, yeah. It's, uh, it's getting people to... It's a cross-promotion to start with because it's cross-promoting Xbox to mm-hmm. Riot. It's not adding anything to Xbox, but it's encouraging people that have access, so either a phone or a PC, yeah. to go and play these games, try them out, and actually play them to their fullest. Yes, 100%. which is, is that, that's actually really clever. Like now, yeah. now you've got my interest. It's like it's smart. So, yeah. so to me, the one that makes the most value-wise sense is the Valorant one because in Valorant, unlocking last time I played it at least, unlocking new agents or new characters to play as is pretty far and few between like you get a few at the beginning but then to unlock new like the like it really takes a while for you to it's earn enough currency well, yeah it? earn yeah. enough currency to unlock a new character so and to un- have all the characters unlocked in valorant at the beginning is like massive whether this opens up to the point of you know riot games being like hmm maybe we should put valorant on xbox you know uh, we'll we'll see they could oh, no, literally they could do that so yeah. I've just clicked on it and I'm looking at it now. It's exactly. Just, I don't know why I didn't see this before, but it just didn't interest me because I was like, I th- what I thought it was 
was uh, Xbox and Riot are partnering, but that was it. Like they were, they were just being friends or something. Oh no 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 yeah. You remember that in the nineties when game yes. companies used to say we're friends with like Nintendo and Sega would be friends for a bit and then nothing would happen. Yeah, I mean the I modern that's mod- what this was. The modern day equivalent of that is just adding each other on Twitter. But exactly, like, you know... that's exactly what I thought this was. I thought it was <laughs> yeah. Two companies acknowledging that they don't they don't hate each other. Yeah, that was yeah. It. No, that's, um, so, but no, no. Now I understand this. This seems quite interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting business move. Like, from yeah. as a, as a as a person who plays Riot Games games, like this really doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, Riot it's good. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Riot Games games. Uh, you know, like when I play Valorant, you know, once I open up Valorant, like you know, like once a few months to play it with friends, maybe it'll be cool because I have games pass. Like, oh, cool! I can just play all these new characters that I have Actually, unlocked by default, right? Now you bring that up. What is your favorite Riot Games games game? Right, my favorite Riot Games games game yeah. is actually TFT because okay. TFT is a game inside a Riot Games game called League of Legends. So, so it's, it's a Riot it's Games a Riot games, games game game game. Yeah. game. yeah, so it's a Riot Games games game. And in TFT, and my my favorite like match I ever had. So my favorite Riot Games 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 game that I had was when I uh played like it was in Diamond and I was playing this like uh team comp called like uh what is it three star Olaf. Anyway, I'm gonna shut up now. This joke has gone long <laughs> enough. But um yeah, we just got a bit far. I think <laughs> yeah. so. in the longest podcast we've ever recorded. How many? Really how, for an infinite joke. How many? How deep can I go with games? 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 games right? Games? Games? Game? 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 Yeah. <laughs> But, um, um, next yeah. up, Forza. Cool. Um, Forza, sure. boring sport. Car, the car, the, the uninteresting car. Forza that no one likes. This is because no one likes Forza Rising. <laughs> you, you no one likes the racetrack one. You can tell for the listeners as we're going now, like further and further through this list, we're kind of just like, yeah, whatever, cargo brewer anyway. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> you can even tell for the presenters, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah this, yeah, this yeah. is that Forza game that never makes money. I mean, I'm sure it does. Do you, I'm sure it sells. But dude, it's, that it's... OTK, I didn't realize because I only saw the OTK thing, as in, so OTK are a group of streamers, and they did a thing for Summer Games Fest or something, where they were also reviewing some games. Holy shit, man. Streamers are not uh, presenter personalities. You could tell they are very different skills. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. It was awful. Well, you see that classic E3 moment where they got... Um... Do you remember there used to be like a, a husband and wife couple that used to prank each other? Yes. Like yeah, they were yeah, both yeah. very good looking, and then he came on to present... Um... It was some really vapid, like energy drink style game. Yeah. Um, and he had no idea what the game. You clearly did not have any idea what was going on. God. And he was just like, "Yeah, game. Yeah, um, game. But even it's best game. But even these guys who are people who play video games for a living, right? You know, like they're streamers. You'd assume that they yeah. would know, right? But they're just like, they just didn't really care. You could tell they were there. No, no, that's, that's, yeah. that's the comparison I'm making, though, is I'm saying that... Yeah. They, they, I can't remember what the game was, but they, them not knowing that what the game was wasn't the point. They just weren't presenters. Yeah. I, there were people that have clearly done a whole scripted thing a lot, a lot and then suddenly yeah. they were out there trying to use skills that they didn't have. But maybe it's also just like... Uh, what's it? Like, you know, like... Maybe it's just like um, nerves... But, you know, like they're, they're talking about, like, a, plat- a platformer, and they're like, yeah, man, this looks really good, like some of my other favorite platformers, like um, uh, Jump King. And, uh, yeah, platformers are really good. So, anyway, moving, it's just like, what? You can't, you can't even say, like, oh, okay, well, yeah, maybe you can't say Mario. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe because of licensing things, they, they realize that they couldn't say certain games okay well you know what now i'm now i'm thinking about it more i'm like oh maybe it's a lot harder than i think okay yeah never mind you know what 
Well, well, we're not. We're not yeah. present. Well, I guess we are presenters, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we, we are <laughs> presenters. But, but also, we're not like being paid by a company to be like, don't say this, say You're this. Not. You can't say these things. Uh, um... <laughs> Meanwhile, while we're here, we want to talk about our new favorite. <laughs> <game>. um... <laughs> so the Xbox Games Pass, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How are we not sponsored by them yet? I don't oh, know. God. We must have got at least one new subscriber for Xbox. I mean, come on, yeah. where's the value? I mean, yeah. Um, right. So Forza shit. We don't care about Forza. We care about Forza Horizon. We don't really care about the other boring version. We can just talk about but... Overwatch two generally, I guess now, because well, the next topic is yeah. So I, th- I think we should we should combine the whole Overwatch conversation into this. Yes. This bit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. So the Junker Junker Queen cinematic. I admit. Um, so to preface as well, I want to give you a little bit of a backstory here. It's very quick. Um, I knew the entire roadmap for Overwatch up until um, uh, Sojourn. That's right, where okay. that's where I knew. So now. The- Junker Queen is completely new to me. I knew she was a character because she she had a voice in one of the maps, but there was, I never yeah. knew there was a plan to make her playable. She was referenced so, in the lore. I know that, yeah. Yeah, she's, I mean, she even talks in one of the maps. Like you can hear yeah. her voice. She tells um, Junkrat and Roadhog to piss off. Yeah. Um, but So this is completely new to me, and I quite like this because I'm now back in the fandom again. Like, yes. This is all new. Everything that's going on in Overwatch, and the reason I think this is new is because... The roadmap that they originally had for when Jeff was working there, I think, has been almost completely scrapped now. Yeah. Because that that was then made very clear by their announcement, which ha- was... Sorry, what were you saying? Has it been junked? This uh, is the last episode. Uh, <laughs> I've myself and all your no longer friends. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. Uh, yeah, so looking at their roadmap that they've announced, it, this is all completely new to me, in, in, in like a whole different level. Like this is This is super new. Mm-hmm. So... The big announcement was that Overwatch is going to be completely free. It's going to be a free-to-play live service, Yeah. Um, which I have my opinions on, but they're my personal opinions. I don't like it when games go free-to-play that are originally paid, because for me, a big barrier to stopping smurfing and abuse of the accounts is putting the paywall in front of it. Mm-hmm. Taking that paywall away means that the experience for people usually in the lower ELOs, which is where I sit, is shit. Like, yep. it's just a shit experience. But whatever. It, at least the game's going to be free on all platforms. They're also making it cross-progression. So... It's going to be free to play on Xbox, Switch, PS5, PS4, and PC. So everyone's playing in the same environment, and everyone's going to own one edition of the game, and everyone's going to have all their skins, which is something I've really wanted for a long time, because I do play on, on multiple platforms. That is pretty crazy, it's, actually. It's that, that That's a big plus for me, because it means I'm now going to continue playing Overwatch on all platforms. I can play it on the train, for example, if I yeah. want to, on the Switch, yeah. which is great. That's a really cool move, so happy with that. Interested to see how they do it, though, because... I've obviously got a ton of progression on each platform. Mm. So which progression is going to get taken over? If I lose my PC progression, I will literally murder someone. I'll be so, <laughs> so upset. Um, the, they're keeping with a 5v5, which is the contentious point. Mm-hmm. They, a lot of people don't want 5v5, myself included. Uh, but 5v5 is the way to go. Here we go. Uh, and they're then moving over to a nine-week seasonal rotation model, uh, which is using okay. season passes and battle passes. Similar um, to what Valorant's kind of doing with their episode and act model. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. if if the, the best way to give the example is if you play Fortnite, it's that. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah. It's the, it's any, the Fortnite model. Any free to play, yeah, like shooter. Yeah, I mean, kind of, Shock yeah. Horror, popular franchise, copies way more popular franchise. True. <laughs> try and emulate popular franchise. Like, it's 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 brainless logic. Yeah. Um, And then the PvE experience have been pushed back to... Uh, we're suspecting Q2 or Q3 in 2023. Makes sense. Um, which was the, if you remember, it was the key selling point of Overwatch 2 was that it was going to have PVE. Yeah. 
and now that's another one that's like an, even a year further down the line. So if anything, Overwatch 2 is now just a big patch. Yes. It, it's, it's a mega patch for Overwatch 1 where it combines all of the loose threads and brings them all together into one, which I think is cool. I'm with that. I'm on board with so that. So here's my question. When Go. Overwatch 2 launches, can you no longer play Overwatch 1? No, it's 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 Overwatch One and Overwatch Two are not really a thing. It's just going to be Overwatch. It's going to be called Overwatch Two, so but you, Overwatch One will be gone. So you can't play six v six anymore. It will be no. gone. Oh my god. Okay, but yeah, that, that's great. That's big. I I can see why they would do that, and that makes sense. But like, that suck. That really sucks for some people. Yeah, it probably. does because I like the six v six, and I also like that Arisa isn't a fucking demonic life-stealing hate <laughs> um, but also I like the changes to Doomfist because Doomfist is a prick and I hate him in Overwatch 1 I like yeah. him in Overwatch 2 so you know swings and roundabouts here but also mm. Mm, I, I miss my Orisa I love her yeah. I love her giant shield and making a pirate ship it's so much fun Yeah. Um, but so this is the plan for when it launches on October 4th uh, there's going to be three new heroes which I think is going to be Sojourn Junker Queen and Foxy Lady or Foxy Man, or Foxy non-gender specific. Yes. Um, Foxy Thing is going to be yeah. the other character. Six new maps, which is super cool. And the new maps I do like. Um, 30 plus new skins. Eh. A new battle pass. Eh. A uh, new mythic skin. Don't care. Uh, a new game mode, which is Push, I think is the name of the game mode. I heard there's going to be another game mode, though. Yes, that's that's what people aren't sure on, whether there is another new game mode, or whether the new game mode is Push. So, his his hot take hot hot take here i really hope after playing a lot of tf2 right and i know the game is not balanced for this and i hope i know the game is not designed for this but please just add like a dumbass like 10v10 map game mode like a where, map. yeah with no with like no no like just just like you know like i still like a big map like a like a thing and just remove the hero limits on it because I feel like that is going to be like the most enjoyable thing. Like well, that exists in Overwatch already. That's what in I mean. Right? Yeah, it's that, in the arcade. It's in there. That's what I mean, right? But then just make that like a queue, like a, a lobby queue it is, thing, right? Yeah. It is queuable. Okay, it's, it's fine. It it fully works like a like any other mode. You just have to click arcade to get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in arcade. and It's one of the three things because you've got like um, open queue classic. Yeah. So which is the six v six mode where um, you don't have to queue as a role and you can pick like. 10v10 Bastion, if you want to. Yeah. That's like, a thing. That exists. That yeah. exists. It's okay, a thing. Cool. okay, cool. Okay, um, cool. But, like, you know, because I feel like like, the freedom of, like, you know, the original, like, when Overwatch first launched, like, part of the fun of the game was just kind of, like, doing the dumb strategies of, like, bro, let's just go, like, five Mercies and one Bastion or some shit. You know, which we, we, so I've actually got a recording of us playing a six v six mercy game. Yeah, and it was it was bonkers. Like no one died. You you, you could not die. Yeah, exactly. You, you physically could not do enough damage to kill someone. Yeah, which, oh, <laughs> which was which was brilliant. It was, it was so much fun. Mm. Um, but while we're here, let's talk about the founders pack as well. So um, for players that already own Overwatch, and this is people that own Overwatch before I think July sixth or July fourth or whatever the date was. Um, I might be wrong on the date there. It, actually, no, sorry. It was people who own it before June 23rd. Mm. So anyone that buys Overwatch now uh, will get the Founders Pack. And the Founders Pack contains... Uh, what does the Founders Pack contain? It was a couple of skins and a few other bits and pieces. I actually can't remember what it was. Yeah. Um, but it, it was kind of meh, the Founders Pack was. It was like... Um, oh, yeah, so it's two epic skins. Uh, you get an icon... And a mystery gift that hasn't been revealed yet, which I'm sorry, fuck off. We don't care about mystery gifts. 
Um, but then the other part was they've also announced this watch point pack, which is thirty four ninety nine, and this is this includes this. what is this? So th- this is this was announced last week. It was kind of a shadow announcement, and this is for people that don't currently own Overwatch Two, or if you do, you can still buy this if you want to. And what this does is it comes with the legendary edition of Overwatch Two, which comes with all the legendary skins, hmm. plus Space Raider Cassidy and Space Raider Soldier seventy six. Right. Okay. Fine. Um, it also comes with 2,000 Overwatch 2 virtual currency, which suggests that the virtual currency from Overwatch 1 is going to be erased. And I've got a lot of that currency, like mm. a lot, a lot. Um, and it also gives you an early purchase icon for Overwatch 2, which, again, I don't care about the avatars. Yeah, in fact, the only avatar I use in Overwatch now is the pride icon. Yeah. Um, so this also gives you beta access guaranteed on... Uh, I think it's 31st of October, I think. Um, but yeah, so that to me, that's, so that's £35 for the game and a couple of skins. Mm. So that's what's available for Overwatch 2 at the moment. Um, and yeah, that's about it for Overwatch 2. Like, like it's, Obviously, it's a lot of information, a lot of news. Um, it's a very clear understanding that the original idea they had for Overwatch 2 has completely changed. Yeah. And it's just, it's clear now they're just trying to heavily monetize the game. But I'm not against it i'm, I'm with it because i effectively get the game for free also overwatch 2 is coming to game pass as is diablo 4 as is uh so obviously because microsoft have bought um activision oh of course yeah oh, all fuck. that's coming to game pass day one so it's, it's not official so but there have been leaks that have stated that diablo 4 for example will be day one on game pass so what do you get sorry what do you mean what do you get as in like so for overwatch 2 if it's free to play and you get it on games pass what do you get <laughs> Good question. Anyway, next point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Overwatch 2 part I'm interested in, it's the Diablo part. Okay, yeah, right. Like, okay, yeah. Game Diablo 4, day one on Game Pass on Series that's, X. That's pretty 4K. good. 4K. Yeah. That has infinite value to me. Like, I don't like paying for Blizzard games. There's an obvious reason for that. Yeah. Um, not because I'm against what Blizzard do, it's because I worked for them for 10 years of my life. I've given them literally 10 years of my life. I don't feel right giving them more of my money. Because I've worked on this stuff, like I don't need to pay for it. I don't feel. I know it's very self-centered and quite quite arrogant, in fact. But I don't like paying for Blizzard stuff. It's my thing. That's fine. But so um, yeah, but that's that's Overwatch. And uh, speaking of Diablo Four as well, there was also a class reveal for Necromancer, um, which I don't think anyone's surprised about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but it's a very popular looking class. Like a lot of people, specifically a lot of non-binary people, have stood up and said they love how this class looks because mm. they feel like it represents a more realistic look for people. Yeah, which is doing like shaved head on one side, cool haircut, like just cool looking, like cool looking character. That's good. So yeah, that's been the Blizzard part of the uh, the Summer Games Fest, which I was quite interested in. Mm. I'm maybe becoming a fan again. Who knows? Ooh. I know. It's not that's uh, that's a that's a controversial thing to say these yeah, days. Yeah, especially for me. Yeah. Um so on top of that, Hideo Kojima announced a new project. Sure. Great. Moving on. Uh yeah, I mean that's li- that was literally the announcement, right? <laughs> he was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm making something on Xbox. Uh, I'm it. a game developer and I'm making a game. Everyone was like, <gasps> No. <Yeah>. What? <laughs> I can't believe it. No game developer way. making a game in this day and age. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's happening. Um, again, another Forza Motorsport call out here, but I don't know what that is. I guess mm. there's a demo or something. Uh, right, games have done that. Resident Evil Village DLC. Cool. Oh yeah. Um, Sorry, I want to talk. I want to give that a short shout. That looks really cool. Um, I kind of, I might actually. Pl- I've never, I haven't played Village yet, but with this DLC, it seems like it's like the whole thing. Like it comes with everything, right? There's like a new edition coming out. 
And I might do that. I might play it uh, with this new edition coming out, because it seems like that's a good time to jump in with all the mercenary changes and also like the third-person stuff and also the new... seems like there's a new story mode as well. Um, yeah, looks good. I'm going to probably play that. But yeah. Cool. cool. Well, I still haven't played Resident Evil 7 yet. I'm uh, Resident Evil 7 or 8. I think I, I'm um, not really interested in playing 7. I think I'm just going to jump no, in seven, straight to se- 8. Like, 7 seems to be that word I was trying to think of earlier that I couldn't get to, but it just seems to be, like, way too visceral. Yeah, yeah. But, like, like slimy, gross, guts visceral that I don't need to see. 8 kind of um, seems like... Because I watched more of 8, and the more I watch, I'm like, this kind of just seems like another... Res- this kind of seems, like, closer to Resident Evil 4, which is, like, what I'm kind of looking for, I guess. Well, I get Bloodborne vibes from it, but yeah. then I played the demo of it, and I was I got more of, like... It's a game that no one ever played, but Nightmare Creatures on the PS One from years and years and years and years and years ago. I have not. I have unfortunately not heard of that <laughs> I game. Not expect you to play. You probably weren't even a thought when that game was around. Yeah. Um, but no, it looks interesting. I know Resident Evil Eight was very popular, so I'm I'm just looking forward to it coming on Game Pass, which you will do eventually. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, um, they also did the the fa- the the great move of making it so you can play as big big lady in uh, the mercenaries mode. Really? Yeah, they made it so in this DLC, so in the mercenaries mode, you can unlock her as a character to play as, uh, which I'm sure is very popular. <laughs> it's also funny because when you play as her, it seems like the camera angle is like obviously like three foot higher, <laughs> which is great. Also, she just has a move, which is just she just throws a fucking dressing table at people. <laughs> I love it. I didn't know, so, spoiler alert as well. Do, do we care about spoilers for Resident Evil 8? No, I, I know I know what happens. Okay, yeah. well, I didn't realise she turns into a dragon. Yes, she turns into a massive fucking dragon. No idea, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, someone spoiled that for me the other day, and I'm like, well, fuck everyone on my podcast now, you're all going to get spoiled too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but moving on. Uh, three of the best Resident Evil games just got huge upgrades. What does that mean? Sorry, so Resident Evil 7. Um... Three of the best Resident Evil... I'll say it for a third time, you just coughed over me. Three. <laughs> sorry. No, oh, oh, okay, sorry. Three I of just the best realized... Resident Evil games just got huge upgrades. Resident Evil 7 and the remakes get the console upgrade treatment. treatment. Yeah. So I'll... this is Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7 can download and play the upgraded versions at no extra cost right now. That's pretty cool. Uh, no, again, Xbox, yeah. doing it great. Like, go. Good job for Xbox. Doing well. Is that is that for PS5 as well? Unsure. You'll need to download the PS5 version of each game individually if you're playing on PS5, but Xbox Series X and S will automatically upgrade. Also, sorry for coughing oh. over you, because I just realised I've been muting myself on the audio recording when I'm coughing, but it's not muting me on my actual mic. No, it's okay. I, I don't care. Okay, okay. Sorry, I, sorry. Over the years of, of working from home and 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 Zoom, uh, you've you, I, I've basically mastered, like blocking out everything that's going on around me. Okay, okay. People cool, coughing cool. is is really not a problem. Yeah. Um that that, that sounds cool. Yeah. That does sound very cool. It seems like Capcom doing really doing uh doing bits this year, you know? With Street Fighter 6 or yeah. the Resident Evil stuff. Yeah. Like nice. That's yeah. good. Um so I think we're coming to the end of the list of the Summer Game Fest. I've lost my little tab now. There it is. We've um, got the, we already talked about Layers of Fear. There's Call of Duty again. And then, again, yeah, last thing on this list seems to be the Capcom announcements. The arcade stadium, which yeah. is, I guess, fine. fine. Just more arcade game, more, more yeah. Capcom I mean, I'm, I'm a retro game. gamer, so I have all that emulated anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I guess one thing, since we're at the end of this list, which seems to focus specifically on like the main games that were announced and stuff. Uh, well, I guess that was specifically the Summer Game Fest. But, like, there were so many good indie games that were showed off. 
Oh my god. Like, um, the fucking, we finally got to see Silk Song. What's it? Hollow Knight, the new, a new yes, trailer for the Hollow yes, Knight Silk yes, yes. Song. Oh, looks so good, man. Does it look good? So... Like, I, I don't know, like, because uh, I yeah. didn't finish Hollow Knight, so I, I looked at it and went, this just looks like more Hollow Knight. Is it looks really, it, lo- it looks like Hollow Knight, but, like, turned up to 11. Like, the combat looks crazy. Like, there's so okay. much shit in it. Um, we got to see more of Cuphead, which is cool. Um... There's we also a game. Got the Devolver Direct thing. Yes, we can talk about that as well. But like, <laughs> oh, which is so good. Which, um, there's Witchfire, which is that game. Weirdly, which that one? There's, there's a game called Witchfire, which is that witch? shooter. <laughs> the Witchfire. Yeah, uh, Witch yeah. Witchfire. Oh, yes. Okay. Ah, okay. Yes. 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 Witch yeah. Witch Fire Fire Witchfire game games game. games games. Yes. No. Uh, Witchfire. Which is it is... by Riot? No, it is not. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's by the people who made the Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Um, oh, okay. It's a shooter. Which oh, people? Um. <laughs> For fuck's sake! I actually don't know the name of the company, but um, uh, it looks really good. Um, I, I remember th- this game got announced like ages ago, but um, seems like now it's coming out into early access soon. But the trailer looks really cool, like gameplay wise. Mm. Um, it looks like a very—I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I'm gonna say it. It looks like a Souls-like shooter. You know? Ah, so this is the Souls-like of game games. Yes, this is the Souls-like, no. As in, I, I want to use a better phrase for it. But basically, it just seems like a shooter that's focused more around, like, uh, dodging and, like, com- it's more combat-focused rather than, like, you know, oh, I'm just going to mow down hundreds of enemies. It's, like, kind of like you've got to use your abilities in, like, a smart way to kind of get around and dodge things. Like, the enemies seem to be very melee-focused, whereas you're obviously ranged-focused, but... The combat looks really good, like really, really, really good. So I'm, I'm very excited for this game. Um, yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, what else? So I've scrolled down a bit because I mean we're deep into this now, but we've also got the Xbox Bethesda game showcase. Yes. Um, so there's another list of games here, which is the Redfall gameplay. Oh which yeah. Is the, that game like, very vampire themed looking game. Mm. Like it was kind of crazy looking. Didn't really stand out to me, but I could imagine it's going to have its fans. Yes. Um, there was also Hollow Knight Silk Song, which we already talked about. There was High on Life. Oh, yeah. The, the game by the Rick and Morty. It's by yeah. Justin Roiland, right? Yeah, which gives me really strong... Um, that There was another VR game that they made where you... Yes. I can't remember the name of it, but it gives me those vibes. Yeah, it's by his cool. his studio. I think they're called like Squanch Tendo or something. That's it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's Squanch. In fact, it's Squanch Games or Squanch That's Tendo, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squanch Games, yeah. yeah. So uh, that looked cool. And then there was Plague Tale Requiem, which oh. is the... I still haven't played Plague Tale, but it, people seem to love it. Fucking rats! Yeah. <laughs> rats everywhere. And yeah. Visceral body horror. Yep. Yay. It's just rat, um, rat game. There was this weird announcement for Minecraft Legends, and I looked at this and just oh, went, yeah. right. Uh, everyone thought it was going to be Minecraft 2, but it's mm. not. It's a like a spin-off for yeah. like Minecraft Dungeons. It's a top-down like another... top yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, and it just looked like... I, I looked at it and just went, yeah, all right. Um, Arc Two, which was led by fucking what's his name from Fast and the Furious? Oh God, the bald-headed guy. Um, the other one, the one that's not the Rock, Vin Diesel. That's it. Is he in Fast and the Furious? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so he was on a dinosaur. That was something. Great. Um, great. Of course, he fucking was. Yeah. So expansions to Fallout Seventy Six and Elder Scrolls Online, which let's face it, no one really cares about that. Um. Last Case of Benedict Fox, which is a really cool-looking Metroidvania, by the way. Mm. Like, this got my interest. It looks like as if as if someone took the world of Broken Sword and turned it into a Metroidvania with, like, the mechanics of, like, a spooky a spooky game. 
It, it looked cool. Cool. It, it looked cool. It's hard to explain it, but I, but I like this. Yeah, I'm looking. Um, I'm lo- looking at a uh, trailer now. It looks very cool. Yeah. yeah, this looked very very cool. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, and the, again, these are all on Xbox Day One as well. So Game Pass Day One, these games are. Wow. Uh, Grounded is coming out of early access. Grounded is kind of cool. A very over ambitious game. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, if you've ever seen Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty much that as a game. Like it, it, it is almost that as a game. Yeah. So kids have been shrunk. They're lost in their back garden. They have to survive. Um, which is yeah, whatever. Um, there was also Cocoon, which looked a bit like um, God. How to explain this game? Did you see Cocoon? Uh, no, I did not. So this is one of those games where you have to carry an item around with you for the whole game. Um, you're carrying this like big glowing orb, and you have to use it to solve puzzles. Oh, like, I did see this. Yeah, yeah, I did it see looks... this. It looks cool. It looks interesting. Like, it's... yeah, it, it looked like one of those games though where it's got no staying power. Mm. So like, it's interesting to see, but I've just got no interest in it. Yeah, I'm I'll, sure it's going to be cool. I'll be interested to see. Yeah, it's one of these games where I'm going to have to play it. Really, it's going to be yeah. one of these games where the playing it is the thing that's going to speak about it. Yeah, like, exactly. Because watching it, you kind of like, yeah, looks like a puzzle game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. It's like a game with a control pad connected to it. Good yeah, job. yeah. It looks like a uh, carry big orb. It looks like <laughs> compa- companion. It looks like companion cube game. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there you go. Companion cube the game. That's what yeah, it yeah, is. exactly. Yeah, it's like. Um, but then following that, there was a Sea of Thieves season seven trailer, which which didn't actually reveal anything. It just said, "Hey, season seven's coming," and it was like, sure, people, all right, good for people who are in Sea of Thieves. You know, yeah, cool boaty yeah. stuff. So boaty yep. boat. Yeah, boat, um, boat face. You know. Flight Simulator is getting more stuff added to it and an Xbox crossover, so there's going to be a flyable Halo ship. <laughs> so stupid. All right. Okay, so fine. You're still, the only thing you ever do in that game is you log in and crash into your school. That's yeah. what you do. <laughs> it's what you do in Flight Sim. I know it's terrible, but you fly around and you just immediately fly a plane into your school. That's Cl- what you do. That's, Clark, what, that's what Flight Sim is. Clark's views do not necessarily <laughs> represent all of us at uh, these are not my views this is just how people behave in flight <sighs> or you also find your house moving on flight over your house yeah. fly over your house yes 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 oh my <laughs> apologies God. for anyone in the FBI listening right now that's not actually my <laughs> um then there was a beloved PlayStation RPG series is finally called... what the fuck is this oh Persona ah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah 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 you just you just got clickbaited <laughs> just like, oh, what's this? So this is uh, Persona Q, uh, P something P, P3P, 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 Persona P3P, P5R, P5R, P4, M6, M4, C4, SR25, BTEC National Diploma. Yeah. And then there was this most like super weird looking game called Fallen Dynasty, which Wolong Fallen Dynasty, which just looked like. It looked like the marketing outcome of seeing games like Elden Ring and Sekiro, and this is just like, right, we've made this, it's perfect, get it out there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I looked at it and just went, this looks so boring. Like, it, it looks beautiful, but just not for me at all. Yeah, visually it looks great. I mean, it's, by, yeah. it's like, I guess maybe they're trying to take Neo and then making, because Neo is by Tim, Team Ninja, I think, right? think so yes yeah I maybe Neo I guess... was like the competitor to dark souls wasn't it yes yeah but it was like more but it was weirdly like also um it was also weirdly uh what's the word for it diablo-esque with its loot systems yeah. and stuff yeah yeah but yeah like um yeah i mean we'll but see yeah so i mean we could talk forever about the summer game fest but th- there was so much stuff there but so little of actual interest it was like mm. 
this is an awful lot of stuff, but there's very little to actually talk about. I do feel like it's now, like, with gaming. Like, gaming is getting so big, and all of this news is very much, like, you're going to find the things that you care about, right? Like, yeah. there's a lot of it. Like, for example, the Wholesome Direct. I'm sure if I watched it, I'd probably be like, yeah, this seems like some cool games here. But for some people, that's probably, like, all they're going to watch, right? Like, they're yeah. just going to be like, or, you know, likewise. You know what? The one big thing about all of this shit but there were no sports game announcements. <laughs> Hands, standing applause. Well done. Well standing done. applause. Well done, video games. Yeah, You've great done it. job. We've done it. We have removed it the scourge. Does it count that FIFA's been cancelled and stuff, and is now having no random blah blah blah? Okay, there was right. no, look. I saw no reference to Just Dance. I saw no reference to oh, to, thank to, God. to Madden. I mean, I'm happy. I'm FIFA. happy that Just Dance exists because I know it's got its fans and people love yeah. that game, which is great. Yeah, but I'm so sick of let's have our Just Dance moment. Exactly. Also, Ubisoft weren't there. Yeah, that, that's probably you know that's what that's probably thought. why. So yeah, because I mean they're all Ubisoft titles, but. That's uh, a thought. What happened to Ubisoft? Because we think... haven't seen anything about the new Assassin's Creed yet, which is called Assassin's Creed Infinite, which is going to be the live service Assassin's Creed game. I think then they announced that they're not doing Ub their Ubisoft showcase now. They're doing it later this year. So right. okay. I think that's also why, because I think EA are doing something similar, or EA are not even doing a uh, play like live showcase. That's probably but, why. So... If but. you ask me, EA and Ubisoft right now are doing what Blizzard should be doing, which is just shutting the yeah, fuck up chilling. for a bit. Yeah, just chilling just, the fuck no, out. No, literally shutting up. Like, yeah. they've had so much bad press and so much negativity. They they need to have a time now where it's like, you need to be quiet and stay quiet for a bit. Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're doing the right thing because they're sort of letting the, the, the very understandable and very acceptable rage die down towards them because they've done bad things and now they just need to chill and stop for a bit. Whereas Blizzard are all like, hey, look at our pretty pictures. And it's like, <laughs> I yeah. don't know what to feel. Like, I'm scared. But it's whatever. Mm. Um, but we could talk about this all day. However, I just want to make one brief mention of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the Game, Ma Game Pass, which came out this week. Is it good? Fuck me, is it good. It Great. is brilliant. I want to like, play that. Absolutely brilliant. Oh. Like, I can't review this game enough without saying if you played it in the arcade, it's that just better. Okay, good. It seems like a really good like because I think in in our office we were thinking of just like because we've got an Xbox with Games Pass on it and it oh, seemed like this a good is that like game. yeah it seemed like a good like well, just like right. after work having a few drinks yeah. playing it yeah it, it's it's genuinely brilliant. It's getting really high scores. The Metacritic score is super high. The critics review is super high. It's it's very popular and it's absolutely earned. It's it's just brilliant. It's Great. really good. It's, it 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 harkens back to Turtles in the nineties, but it also has a lot of modern touches that make it more playable. Yeah, uh, it it's just great. I've been loving it. I'm playing through the story mode at the moment. The story is about two and a half hours long, uh, and if you complete that, you unlock the final secret character because uh, you can play out of the box. You can play as the four turtles, April O'Neil and Splinter. Mm. And then if you complete, do you care about who you unlock at the end of it? It's not really a big surprise because no. there's like Fine. eight known characters. In. Yeah, yeah. So you unlock uh, Casey Jones. Oh, which cool. is the hockey mask guy, which is yeah. kind of cool. Um, and I'm assuming the final boss is going to be Shredder because the game's called Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> yeah. But so far, I've fought like four bosses, and they've all been interesting. They've all been somewhat challenging, but easy enough to kill on what I would call one quarter. Because Did... uh, I'm playing the game sort of as if, if I was playing it in the arcade. Yeah. Um, and it's it's challenging enough to be difficult, but it's definitely enjoyable, and it, it's it's really fun. It's are such you... a good game. Are you playing? Um... Did you sorry? Did you ever play Streets of Rage Four? Yes. How does it compare to that? Uh, 
mechanically very similar, but I'm just way more interested in this franchise. Like mm-hmm. it, it, they've done a really good job of like remembering the old game and showing the old game and being very clear that this is the arcade game, just not just repolished but rebuilt. Yeah. So it's it's the similar. In fact, the best the best way to explain it. Have you seen the new Chip and Dale movie? Uh, no, I have not. It's it's that for video games. Okay, like, I'm cool. I'm playing it and feeling the same way because the Chip and Dale movie has got this really great way of bottling nostalgia and really being aware of what it is while also being a modern movie. Yeah, and this is doing the same thing. It's it's great. I can't talk about it enough, and it's free on. Well, it's not free, but it's on Game Pass. Cool. Because uh, you know you have to pay for the Game Pass. But yeah, yeah, I will definitely. I, I will definitely check that out. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but moving swiftly on because we've been talking for several days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> This the is the boys. longest episode I think we've, we've... I think it is. We've broken a record here. But I have noticed all the podcasts I'm listening to have all gone from one hour to two hours now. Yeah. Which is odd. Like TCGS, which I listen to all the time. I love mm-hmm. that one. They're now easily two and a half hours long. Oh my God. Kit and Krista's podcast is over an hour. Um, it's I guess just because we can't show up, we just love to hear our own voices. Clearly, yeah. Um, Clearly. But The Boys Season 3. Right. Have you watched any of The Boys? I have only one episode in. Uh, so of I've, Season this... 3? Yeah, or... Season 3. So, so you've seen all of it. Yeah, 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 I'm up to date. So I'm, I'm, I'm well, up to date up until season three. So like, I'm one episode in. Um, man. Um, how do you feel about Willie's? <sighs> you know, talking back, going back to like my earlier point of like, you know, how I'm getting older, and I'm like, do we really need to like, you know, it's just, you know, do we really need this like gratuitous level of violence? I'm like, and sure. <laughs> Like fine, but I was just like, "Fuck!" It's like, so ridiculous. I knew it? immediately what was going to happen. I'm glad that I'm... I, I I didn't know it was going to go that far. I'm like, glad to the point where we're inside yeah. the penis with yeah. him, and I, he's like rubbing the inside. I, I of it. Going, Do you like this? I knew it. I knew immediately what was going to happen. Uh, as soon as I saw that they had a character that went small, I was like, "Okay, they're like they're either doing Ant Man goes in Thanos's ass." Yes, thing, exactly. Right? That, yeah, yeah. That's where I thought yeah. it was going. I was that, like, that. they're going to do that, or they're going to do that, the next step of that. So obviously they did the next step of that. But I was like, fuck. I was like, fuck, man. Like, it's like it's also very visual. That's like... what I mean. Like, vi- like the amount of like, sure. I don't care about the going into the pee hole thing. Whatever. Like, whatever. That's funny. It's like the bit after that. You know, again, I guess we should have done a spoiler warning or whatever, but it doesn't really matter. But you know, just when he just like fucking tears the guy in half because he just like goes like large. I was like, come on, man. Like yeah. I know, I know the boys is known for like gratuitous visceral, visceral violence. I was just horror, like, yeah. I was just like, do we like you know? But that same episode, someone gets their head sliced in half. Yeah, it's like does and the you, plot. The camera is just there. Looking yeah, at the head. I was just like, I mean, this is cool for like visual effects, but also just like, just like visual, like you know, like does the plot really need this? You know, I guess it's the it other thing. But that 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 is the. I know the that's the boys, right? The boys, I, I get it. it. Just, yeah. Yeah. So maybe what now? What's happening now is that like because of where the plot is going, and maybe you can tell me wrong, like if I should keep up with it. But you know, the first episode of the boys sets up a really interesting idea of like you know superheroes, like the weird fucked up world. The second episode kind of takes it more in a interesting way of like being like this corporate thing and like finding out like how fucked up all this like superhero stuff is. And now it kind of feels like I'm kind of lost into like where it's going. It's like, what is the actual conclusion to the show, kind of thing? You know, like... definitely working towards something. Like, but it's not been very clear up until the last two episodes. Okay, because like, so, yeah, they're laying without... the crumbs of like they yeah, are, yeah. 
So, what, 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 where do you think it's going? Like, what do you think this season is going to be about? Okay, well, clearly, it is, it is pointed out in, in episode one. Clearly, the bad, the bad guy, as in, sorry, the um, sorry, the senator lady, whatever her name is, Victoria, the one who can make people's heads pop. Yes, yeah, yeah, Victoria, yeah. right? Clearly, she's part of, she's been part of this, like, whatever. She's part of the soup program, or has been, and clearly, that's where the whole like Red River thing. Or whatever is that what the guy was talking about? Red River or something? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, because so. uh, obviously you know the guy who she kills at the end kind of is talking about it, and then she makes a call to someone being like, "I need help to like clean it up." Mm. I'm assuming she's in some way involved with Vort, right? And yeah. then I mean, therefore, that, that, I'd sort of guess that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Clearly, there's some kind mm. of like they're in bed with Vort kind of thing going on. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Good way of putting it, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Is that is that a bit like yeah? Is that no, too it's, on the it's, nose? It's, no, or... it's a loose reference, but you'll see when you find out. But yeah, that's a good reference. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that's going to be. <sighs> Maybe I hit the nose it's on the head. It's weird. No, yeah, no, no, you haven't. You ha- you'll see what I mean, but you haven't hit the nose on the head. It's not okay. what you think. She's not sleeping with anyone in Vaud. Sort of. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes sort of, yeah. Oh, but, oh, exactly. but, um, <laughs> you know, like, so, you know, that shit has happened. So, and then I'm sure there's going to be some kind of reveal, but it's more like the idea of, like, you know, there's a whole weird thing between, um, what's Butcher and his son and Homelander. Like, there's all these, like, smaller plot points going on, but it doesn't. Ah. But, like. Okay, so c- can I very minor spoiler where the show is going? Yeah, like, go on. Yeah. The direction. Yeah, yeah. So, Homelander is the big bad. Okay, right. Like, the whole of the boys leading up to this point has been pointing out Homelander is this unbalanced god that is slowly going from being... He's going crazy, right? He's like, going yeah. crazy. He's going insane. He's also learning that he has no limits and he doesn't have to follow limits. Like, yes. that's his, his whole thing. Yeah. And, and and what they've done a really good job of up until the episode I'm in is that at any second, you feel like Homelander is about to kill a shitload of people around Yeah, like he's about to just murder everyone. Yeah, but for yeah. no reason other than because he just he just feels like doing it. Yeah. like And that's what they've got, a really good thing, because they make it very clear throughout the next few episodes, and you, you'll see what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it because I, think... I don't want to, but you, you'll see what I mean. They make it very clear that Homelander is very much the biggest problem in this world, but they're also pointing out that soups in general are the biggest problem in yeah, this world. Yeah, but I guess this yeah. is it. It's like where where it's going in terms of like you know, do I want to watch a whole season of Homelander going like, will he mud? Will he genocide? Will he not genocide? You know, kind of thing. And oh, like all the other stuff that's going on is yeah. so good, though. Okay, it gets okay. really good. Okay, I will because I'll keep watching it, and I'll and I'm sure maybe like next next episode I'll be able to be like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm on board. Because like yeah. right now I'm just kind of like you know the first episode, and I guess that's also why that what the episode is designed for is to try and hook you with like yeah. here's some gratuitous ass violence, and, and here we go. You've never seen before. Here's a Roll the coaster, yeah. yeah, it's like roller coaster. Let's go, you strap yeah. in, and it's just kind of like. I mean, it you know. it does stay at that level, like it, yeah. it does, because that's the boys though. Every episode, and also it's been revealed uh, multiple times that it, there is going to be a superhero orgy in this season. Oh. I don't think that's a spoiler, okay? Because there has been something like that in every season so far. Like the, there was that hilarious sex scene with him and. Stormfront, I think, the the Nazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, where she's they're like laser my chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. La- laser yeah, my chest. Shoot my tits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> That's like, it. Laser yeah. my tits was yeah, the line. Laser my tits. Like, uh, you'll be got, uh, is is, is mm, okay. No, watch it and we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Like it's it's silly and it's it's done the same thing that every show does in the season three, which is where it sort of loses its direction a little bit, mm. but it's still doing better than I think 
uh, heroes did in season three. Okay, good. <laughs> which good. is not high yeah, bar. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's the boys. Uh, there's also Ms. Marvel, which I, d- I doubt you've probably watched. I haven't seen. I'm really yeah. out of touch with Marvel. Oh, uh, Ms. Marvel's time. lovely. It's. Um, I've seen it's like it's... really good for representation. And oh, it's like great because yeah, it's yeah. um and please don't quote me on this one but it's uh an indian family i think i think and, it's I think... I think it's she's like the first muslim marvel hero or something. yes right? um, yeah, yeah. i'm not sure if they're pakistani or hmm. uh, but they reference the it's a really terrible event in indian history and i can't remember the name of it now the not apartheid that's something else yeah that's that's very different yeah, it's it's a terrible event in Indian history, but they reference it all the time. It's the the something. I'm not um, sure what it is, but yeah. But either way, it's this Indian family with uh, with uh, well, Muslim family, sorry, um, with very Muslim parents. Like the mother is very traditional, uh, quite strict and quite mean, and the father is trying to constantly connect with his daughter, but also follow his religion and whatnot. Mm. Um, and it's it's cool. I just don't feel like it's going anywhere. <laughs> Mm. It's it's very much an exploration of her rather than an exploration of her being a superhero. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. It's like a coming of age story, isn't it? Like it seems like that's what it's sort of. Yeah. And it's it's more about how difficult it is to be a teenager. Yeah. Rather than how difficult it is to be a teenager with superpowers. Right. Okay. So it, if ever you saw, did you see I'm not okay with this on Netflix? It's is, one of my podcast shows. Just I'm not okay. I am not okay with this. Okay, cool. I don't think so, no. So it's a show about a girl who is one of my favourite young actresses, because she's in a few things and she always smashes it. She's also the young girl in It. She's the main female character in It. Right, okay. She's in the movie. Um, it's about a girl, she develops these godlike powers, but the show is not about her superpowers. Like, the superpowers are used like once an episode, if that, and it's like she just gets a bit angry and things start to vibrate around her. Mm. But every now and again she explodes. Right. Okay. It's about her being a teenager and being in this like weird eighties meet noughties time period, which is really odd. Um, but it's all super realistic and it's great. I loved it. I just loved the show and it got cancelled, oh, which is a shame. That's a shame. But it feels like that just without the storyline because there's no storyline to Ms. Marvel, mm. which is weird. But it's, it's interesting and there's this, there's this cool effect that happens throughout the show where all of the graffiti that's around her moves. Huh. So while she's walking down the street, like the graffiti's like waving at her or doing stuff, and it's, it's she can't see it. It's just there purely for our visual like consumption. That's it. That's cool. But it's a cool effect. It's just like jangling keys in front of a baby. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, this is really pretty, but there's no point. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, there's that, and then the other. The, so this is again referencing. It's more of like what I've been watching this week, but I also watched a very cool movie called Pride. Um, which I would recommend, even if you're not LGBT adjacent, I would, I would, or an ally or whatever, I would still recommend watching it. It's about the Welsh mining strikes oh. uh, during during Maggie Thatcher's reign and ah. how. Okay, yeah. It's a it's a true story. Yeah. Um, and it was a, the a, a gay community in London decided to try and support the Welsh miners by by sponsoring them by giving them money, mm. and it was about the Welsh miners not wanting to be sorted by supported by gay people. Because mm. obviously during that time, which was when AIDS was just starting to become a thing, yes. gay people were heavily demonised, um, and they felt embarrassed by being supported. By and even though they were being given money, they were like, "We don't want money from gay people." And that's what Pride is about. And it's got loads of super famous acts in it. It's got like Bill Nye. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at the cast now. It looks it's, pretty. Yeah, it's genuinely a great movie. There's very little like I don't think there's any sex scenes or or like uncomfortable scenes in it. Mm. It's it's just about the politics of the time. And if you're into, if you've seen Milk, have you seen Milk? No. That is a fucking good movie. Like, that's up there with, like, 
Citizen Kane for me. Like it's 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 a gay version of Citizen Kane, effectively. Um, but if if you're into learning a bit more about like the '90s and the '80s and the politics of the time, this movie does a really good job of portraying that. And it definitely reminds me of when I first started to march. Yeah, like it gives me those vibes because I marched in the '90s, mm. and it, it's very different marching when everyone wants to kill you versus oh, yeah. now when you've got space for it. Um, I would recommend the movie. But then on the counter to that, I'll give it a watch. Yeah. On the on the counter that is the complete polar opposite movie called Fire Island. What is that? Uh, which came out a few weeks ago, and it's about a bunch of gay guys that are like starting to get a bit old, but not old. That they're like in their late twenties, early thirties, which in gay world is dead. Yeah. Um, and they get together every year. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous, but it's true. Yeah. Um, and they get together every year to go to this like sex island. Uh, right. And I watched it on the train home last night, and I was like. This is weird, but it's just I, I just wanted to mention it because it was like an exact polar opposite to what Pride is. And it, it, it was more of I wanted to make the comment that uh, a lot of gay cinema can be one of two things. It can either be really strong and really impactful yeah. or just sort of porn. Yeah. Was it? So this one is very is just like porn. It's, it's porn, but it's trying to be the other one. It's trying so hard to be the other one, but it's just loads of like sex and kissing and stuff. And I, I was watching it on the train like uncomfortable yeah oh dude oh man yeah i've dude i've gotten into that moment so many times of just like you're watching something you're trying to play a game or watch something on the tube and something really awkward happens i'm just like oh god i can't yeah and you're like please don't anyone look at my phone yeah it's like there's the (laughs) there's this new um so i played a game called ai the somnium files which is like a game yeah yeah so i played that on switch and i was playing that on the tube and that has some very anime moments so, um, yeah, playing that. Now the sequel's coming out, and I'm like, oh, shit, man, do I want to subject myself to this shit again? <laughs> I'm like, playing that on the tune, just like, oh, God. Same thing st- with Xenoblade. Yep, just like, <laughs> yep. Uh... Awful lot of boobs in that game for a Nintendo game on the Switch. You wouldn't yeah. expect that, but my God. It's like, bro, come on, man. But, Ollie, this has been episode okay. 61 of the Sunfire Tavern. Uh, we have been talking at length today. I don't know if you've got any other points before I do the little closing blurb. No, 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 please. Just, yeah, I feel like I've talked up. a lot as well this week. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's been episode 61 of the Sunfire Tavern, which is our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV, uh, with myself, Clark, and my co-host, Ollie, discussing the hot topics from this week and the last few weeks, which have included such things as the Summer Games Fest, the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, um, a lot about Overwatch 2 and about um, what else did we talk about? Help me, Ollie. Riot. We talked about Riot. Mm. Uh, we also talked about Turtles on the Game Pass. We talked about The Boys Season 3, Ms. Marvel, Fire Island, Pride, Top Gun, Top Gun 2, uh, Top Gun 3, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> which is mm. not a thing. Um, but yeah, so we've talked about a ton this week and it's been great. Uh, but if you want to follow us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whichever other podcast service you listen to. We're probably on there somewhere. And if you want to send us your questions, comments, feedback, or just want to send us a little bit of like fan mail, please do so, do so on the Google form, which is linked in the podcast information below this this podcast itself. I fucked it up again. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Can't seem to get to the end of that, but the social's always fun. Uh, Ollie, before we go, it's been great. Um, yeah, it's been a great episode. Anything else we want to point out or call out or say before we drop off for the week? Play Neon White. That no. is all. <laughs> I will not. Play Neon out White. Defiant. Play uh, Neon yeah. White. Play Neon White. Ollie, shut up. <laughs>
This was just a this was a courtesy. I wasn't asking for your opinion. Oh my god. Uh, but yes, thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next week. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.